All right, all right, all right. Welcome Go back. Talk. What is this, episode six now? Yeah. So today we have a very special guest with us, a second guest, and uh, someone who I look up to a lot <laughs> in terms of Appreciate that. My, my recent switch in mentalities, or I guess my realization that I am a hater. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Kramick, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the pod. It's an honor and a pleasure. So talk about yourself for a little bit, Daniel. Let's 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 get a basic intro. Give us your elevator pitch, if you will. Like, tell us where you're from. Where right. you been? Uh, my name is Daniel Kramick. Uh, I am from Burke, Virginia, but I was born in Broward County, Florida. So Dang. do you? So Dang. do you? Cl- where do you claim? I claim Virginia. I claim like DC area. Can you like, give us an area code? I don't. I don't speak like townships. My my like cell phone area code is seven zero three. Okay. But that's just like a suburb of DC. It's but one lesser than seven oh four. That's all I know. Yeah, but the same way everyone claims Charlotte, like I claim DC. Like you're not all actually okay. from Charlotte, and I'm not actually from DC. But like that's the closest major city. Okay, that's fair. But yeah. So you were a jet though at one point. I I did live in Broward County, Florida. Was born in Broward County, Florida. Lived there till the age of three before I moved. I still claim like Miami sports sort of a uh, big Dolphins fan. That's fair. Yeah, definitely. It's a rough life. Not though. not a Heat fan? Not a Heat fan. I never really got into the NBA until, like, honestly, recently. Like, honestly, until I got to college, I wasn't really, like, a big NBA guy. Damn. Well, I guess let's let's get in. Let's just get into it. Quote of the day, and it's I think I'm up for this one. Some people want it to happen. Some people wish it would happen. Others make it happen. Michael Jordan. I think that's a great quote. It's it, obviously we're gonna talk about it later in the yeah. podcast. It's finals time, so you can't you can't get into finals time without talking about the greatest of all time. See, some people think that they can manifest shit and then it's just gonna happen for them, but at, at nope. the end of the day, that's not how it works. You can't just be out here saying it fifty times yeah. and texting all your friends about it. You can't it. talk about it. You got to be about it. People don't understand that these days. No. All right, my shout out of the day is actually is, is Shashir. Uh, so yesterday we got lunch and talk we, about CC's too. All right, so we went to like the CC's. For those of you who don't know, it's like an all-you-can-eat like pizza buffet. They have like six, seven different kinds of pizza. They have a mac and cheese pizza, which is yes phenomenal. But you can only have like one or two pieces before you just feel grossly sick. Um, and then they have some of the best cinnamon rolls I've ever had. They're so good. It, the thing is. The, the spinach Alfredo pizza is good. I don't know. You don't like it. Uh, there's just too much spinach on it for me. Damn. So, yeah. So after we had lunch in the middle of Cary, which according to Shish is the middle of Indian land. Pretty um, much. There's there's like 50% Indian population there. Yeah. Not to, not to make this a racing, but I was one of two white people in, in this CeCe's restaurant yesterday. Cultured. Cultured. <laughs> Embrace um, it. And so on the way back, Shish is like, do you want to go to an Indian grocery store? Because he had an errand to run there. And I was like, yeah, like, why not? So he takes me to this, like, Indian grocery store. And, like, I walk in there and I forgot that I was in America. Like, yeah. I was, like, experiencing massive culture shock. It was crazy. Yeah, like, I walk in there and I just get, like, punched in the face with some, like, crazy, like, exotic smell. Some, some exotic they're, spices. Like, yeah, they're, like, blasting some, like, Indian, like, dance music in my ears. Like, it's valid. It was, it was wild. Um, so then Shashir was, like, telling me more about, like, the history of India and, like, his family history and... My massive takeaway from all this is India is the most corrupt country. That it's I've it's had. very corrupt. I, I didn't mean to put it in a bad light, but yeah, it is very corrupt. But no, yeah, it was it was wild, and we did some like Indian drugs. I still don't know what was in them. <laughs> still, <laughs> but it was wild. For for uh for the record, there is no tobacco or nicotine or anything that's illegal 
in in the Indian drugs I gave Saul. I'm pretty sure it was dirt, but don't condone that. We're good. Yeah, Goat Talk does not condone the use of tobacco, nicotine, etc., or any narcotic for that. Or matter. any narcotic. Yeah, but I'm happy you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, like at the end of the like, you were saying that you want to watch a documentary. Like India is such a big country. It's like longer than the United States, and it's about I would say half as wide. But the thing is, like, it's so compact because you have like. It's like the second most people in yeah. a country in the world. So 1.3 billion people that live there. So you, you can only imagine it's like four times as many people in the United States. And there's each state has multiple languages. Like, you know, there's yeah. different food depending on where you go. It's 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 crazy. Like, I think what blew me away is just like I realized how little I know about such a massive country. And I think cultural education is an important thing for everybody. Yeah. And I think like especially in like the United States, like we just feel like super entitled and that like mm. we're like the best country and therefore we don't feel like we need to educate ourselves with the culture and lives of other people and other places but i think there's nothing wrong with that i respect that we need we need to get with the culture so someone who's a resident expert on the culture daniel <laughs> let's talk about let's talk finals because i mean we have to right it's the last time we're going to talk about sports probably for a while yeah for for context game six uh, was last, last night. night. Warriors took home the dub, fourth ring. Go ahead, shocker. Say it. Say it. I I'm always right. I like <laughs> <laughs> on the record. I'm always right on the record, but and I I still stand by the Bucks and six call, which was your call too, Saul. But I stand by that if if Middleton didn't go down. I actually really like that take when you guys said it on like the first episode. I agreed with that as well. Bucks over Warriors and six. I like. God, it's just when you've been watching ball as long as we have, like <laughs> it's just so easy. And then you have casuals coming out here. It's easy until you start the bet. Then yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's a different story though. So I don't want to you know harp on like because everyone saw it, right? So let, let's have an original take on it. First of all, Steph had a great game, right? First Finals MVP. Is Steph a top fifteen player all time? And I'll and I'll go first if you guys haven't given this thought because I, I've been berated for this. Maybe that's that's my <laughs> honest answer. I don't know. Like he could be, but at the same time, like I would put, there's probably, I mean, I would put obviously LeBron James ahead of him, Kevin Durant ahead of him. Um, you know, maybe if Kawhi wasn't a bitch, Kawhi would be. Kawhi's not in front of him. It's not close. It's so not the only no, the only current not. players right now in front of him, in my opinion, are LeBron and Kevin. Yeah, but like, can you imagine if K if if Kawhi had two more rings or another ring? How many does he have? Three. Yeah, he has three right now. I'm pretty sure because he has two with the Spurs and one with the Raptors. Let me fact check. Yeah, but he hasn't played in so. But long. those Spurs rings, like no, sorry, he has, he, was, he, has no, he has two. He has two. And those and the Spurs ring was, I mean, he was playing with a three Hall of Fame. But he was MVP. Two Finals MVPs. Yes. He's two finals MVP. Yeah. He's two for two. So, um, I'm not saying Kawhi's ahead of him by any means, but I'm just saying like, what if? I'm I'm trying to like brainstorming people who could be ahead of him potentially when it's all said and done. Like Giannis could be will probably Giannis be ahead of him. Probably will be. Giannis is the only one that done. could catch him right now because he's still playing. Like yeah, and his 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 style of play isn't like conducive to injuries. He changed. Like he, yes, like he has soft ankles, but like he's not taking like a physical beating every season. Yeah. Steph has really changed. That's one thing I will give him is that. See, okay, is, I'm gonna stop like, you right there. Okay. I hate the the narrative of he changed the game, therefore he's so great. Like, yes, his shooting changed the game, but the game is bound to change 
regardless of who's playing it. Like, I mean, like, yeah, but like, there's the rule changes, like, every, like, you could say, like, Ke- Kevin Durant changed the game, the whole, like, sweep through rule. Zaza Pachulia changed the game. Yeah. There's a rule because oh my of Zaza God. Pachulia. Because of closeout? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's, it's called the Zaza rule. And, right. like, I, yes, I appreciate what he's done for the game, but I don't think him changing the game, quote unquote, is. There's a difference between influencing a negative rule change and changing the entire meta of the game. You guys, what you guys are saying is, like, with, with KD, like, rip throughs, like, Starting, starting not to call that, or with Zaza like closing out to technical, those are all things that most fans would agree are good for the game of basketball, and they change a rule, right? But Steph, whether you like it or not, he influenced the fact that today is such a high three point shooting league, and he's the greatest shooter of all time. Yes, he, but that's also what the league wants. The league wants more offense because it's going to get more views. Okay, I mean, and so, and, I they, guess so. and they made Steph their their poster child for that because of his ability to shoot the three so well. But well, if it wasn't him, it'd be somebody else. Okay, I, I can I can respect that. So so is he top fifteen to you? I think he might be right at fifteen. I would I would probably say because I'm trying to think. I think who he has to be. You know what I mean? Like I don't have the list off my off the top of my head right now, but just with he's definitely not top ten. Just with the resume and the accolades and being the greatest shooter of all time, I feel like you have to be top fifteen all time. It's fair. I think I think that the do they have one more in them or two more in them? I think they easily do. I think they have multiple appearances left. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Because like honestly, who's gonna in the Western Conference? Who's gonna take them down? Like, I don't see anyone doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's like not not the Suns. They they had their chance. The Suns are done, in my opinion. I don't think that they'll ever go back to the NBA Finals. Yeah, this was the year. Yeah, yeah, because Devin Booker's mid. Chris Paul's old. Yeah. And DeAndre Ayton's gone, so DeAndre, yeah, tough. Future Charlotte Hornet, bring him to the Hornets. I don't like that. I'm. You don't like him going to the Hornets? No, not really. I just don't think. I think they're gonna overpay him. You probably have to pay. Do you have to pay a max to get DeAndre Ayton? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's we not gave worth Nick it. Batum a max, so we're gonna exactly. we're gonna overpay somebody. Yeah. I would just rather us overpay a competent player. I mean, yeah, I'd rather. Nick, we thought Nick Batum was confident. I'd rather Same pay Gordon Hayward, and guess what? I'd rather pay Bridges than I would rather pay DeAndre Ayton. Why? So he can post him sipping lean on his Instagram story? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's valid. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, the Charlotte Hornets is such a shit show. Like, I could go in. I'll, I could go into my GM on 2K and, and fix that team every year, and they will still be ass. Because we need, we need a solid coach. Like, we need, a, like, a foundational coach. Didn't they just hire a coach? Yeah. yeah. We hired Kenny, uh, Ka- Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. Mid. He's going to be mid. I, mean, I don't even know who that is. I think it's going to be another James Brego situation. He'll be there for a couple years. Not ha- don't have great success. On to the next one. Borrego sold in the play-in game. As they lost by like thirty, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. We got how much that again? It. How much that's on coaching though? Getting beat, blown out by thirty. I think yeah, we have zero leadership. Zero. I mean, like Mello. Gordon Hayward's our veteran. Like he's veteran gone. Mello's our leader. We lost Cody Zeller, bro. That's why he's the goat. No. Well, and then I'm I'm assuming Montrez probably won't be back. Yeah, get arrested. <laughs> So, dude, I can't even I can't even seriously talk about the Hornets without like because I can't I can't do it without laughing because it's so miserable. Like they suck. It's, so tur- bad. it's they got, turning around. Yeah. I, I, it's in the past. It's not turning yes. around for shit. It's bro. definitely Anytime okay. We, it's definitely is, turning you're around. becoming a hater. It's definitely turning around. But the Hornets have probably what two three years to get to get their stuff together before Lamelo's contract yeah, is we up. We need to keep in contention and you need to, to keep, re-sign Lamelo. Yeah, you need to keep Lamelo happy. You need to show that you can be a contender and build a team around him. Otherwise, he is gone. That is goal number one. He keep is Lamello going happy. to bounce so quickly. We, we were, we are not going to ring a win a ring in the next fifteen years. 
Who said that? Was that you? I said we're gonna win a ring in the next win a ring in the next eight. He, Absolutely. Saul not. said we're gonna win a ring in the next eight. Nope. I'm going on record. I'll sixteen. We're not gonna win one in the next sixteen years. I have seen this script play over and over again. We did it with Kemba Walker. Did it with Gerald Wallace. Like, but I will say with the one of the good <laughs> things I like more about the NBA is that it's more of a crapshoot on who's going to win. Like, yeah, now like the Heat now went to is. the finals and in the, in the like say what you will about the Mickey Mouse, but like they went to the finals. That was pretty unexpected. Boston going to the finals this year. Yeah, but in the end, though, Gian- Giannis saved basketball. The age of LeBron is done. In the end, though, the best team. Like the Warriors win, you know what I mean? This season, like See, with I don't all know that happening, I agree with the that. Celtics, the Celtics go to the finals. The Warriors still end up winning. I'm I'm fine with that, honestly. Yeah, because they drafted. Except I guess except for Andrew Wiggins now, but like they drafted the three core players of their team. I have an issue with people like LeBron winning, and like I said, Giannis. Sa- I said it. I said it last year too. Giannis saved the league. He saved the NBA. Yeah, but what if Giannis leaves by beating the Nets? Does that tarnish his record if he leaves Milwaukee? Why would he leave Milwaukee? He already, he's he just ta- resigned, he, didn't he? No, he's talked about. He hasn't talked about leaving, but he's like he said that he's done what he's wanted to do in Milwaukee. So now he'll see where he, he goes from there. Well, maybe if they don't, they give him some like help and not some mid ass players, he'd be good. If he had like a, if he had a, the, the problem is they're such a small market team. That's the issue. That's the whole issue with this is they don't have this like the cap space to sign multiple max players. They have to sign him and then fill in a bunch of. Role players. People should be willing to take a pay cut to play with the honest. I don't disagree. Veterans for get sure. Get some veterans. Yeah, get yeah. Carmelo. Just make, like, Do not get Carmelo. Carmelo's Carmelo. goaded. I love Carmelo, but no. Carmelo would still give you 100, Daniel. <laughs> He's giving any of us yeah, 100. Yeah, say. Yeah, He'd give me 85, that's probably. not saying much. I strip him a couple of times. Absolutely oh, yeah. not. All right, well. We, like, really didn't even talk finals. We just talked all the way around it. It's okay. Let's get back to it. We what is there to talk about the finals? What I was think, right. What do you think was the Celtics' biggest issue? Turning the ball Turning over, the ball over like absolutely. fifty times. Yeah, they suck. Jason Tatum had okay. they actually suck one hundred turnovers over the course of the entire NBA playoffs and twenty three total turnovers in the finals. Damn, he almost had twenty four for Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> That's foul. Yeah, uh, I mean, all right, I'm done. But Jalen Brown was also turning it over a lot as well. Yeah, turnovers was definitely. They both turned over six times last night. It was definitely their biggest issue. Because yeah, I think they, I mean, they held the Warriors to like, I think the Warriors, Warriors averaged like 107 points per game for the finals, which is pretty like, it's pretty good. That's a win if you're yeah. the Celtics yeah. from the defensive standpoint. Yeah. It's it's what we said last time, dude. You cannot like have Steph going 0 of 9 and lose the game by double digits. If you're doing that, you've lost the series right there. I don't care if it's game one or game five. Yeah, I agree. Like, if you if you lose by ten and Steph has shot zero of nine from three, you have lost the series because you're not getting a better chance than that. And we saw that he came out hot last night. So and what do you have like thirty two? Thirty two, I think ten assists. Draymond mm, almost had a triple night, double. Yeah, he had thirty two seven and seven. Oh, maybe on tripping. Draymond almost had a double double triple double. Go like 10, yeah. 10 and, seven. and like Clay didn't even play that well for the majority of the series. Game what six, was, Clay is dead. Game, game six, Clay did not really show up, and they still won fairly easily. To be honest, let this be the the yeah. headline for the papers tomorrow. Game six, Clay is dead. Put me on record saying it. Uh, no, put me on record yesterday saying yeah. fade game six, Clay. Saul was right. 
Didn't throw the bread on it though. Yeah, you're right. I'm all talk, no action. No, all talk. No, you never put your. Whenever you say fade, fade a favorite, you always like you're always right, but you never throw bread because there's a reason. But if a it's favorite, a lock, you if, don't want to fade like. But statistically, but if you fade be, it like, but whenever you fade it, it hits. So, like I would just start throwing on it. Everything in hindsight's 2020 though. Yeah, you you only we talked about this the other day like very briefly, but like. All those random things that you see betting wise and you're like, oh my gosh, like I would totally throw on that. Yeah. And then like the next day you go back and you only remember the things that you didn't bet on that hit. You don't remember yeah. the 20 other things that you read that I only bet locks that completely missed. So what's your betting record? I've never missed. I only <laughs> bet. <lock. laughs> That's just I, I got to be positive all time, though. This is the only thing I, I can say. But. So we, we asked everyone, well, I guess we only had one guest, but we asked him this as well. Who are your top five all time, Daniel? Honestly, I don't really know just because like I haven't watched a lot of old NBA stuff. Just again, like okay. I referenced earlier, I didn't really get into the NBA until pretty much college. Like I was, That's I really, loud, honestly. I really yeah. watched a lot of college basketball. That was what I grew up on. I didn't really watch the NBA. We didn't watch like parents didn't watch the NBA. But we watch college a lot. And I will stand by this take that college basketball is infinitely better than the NBA and forever will be. Yeah, I don't think you'll find many who disagree with you. Yeah. Jish, I love college thoughts? basketball. I just, got in, I, I just got into college basketball, honestly, like two years ago, if I'm being honest. So I... <laughs> March Madness is electric, though. March, I mean, Madness, March Madness is better than is the electric. NBA playoffs yeah. probably ever will be. Well, because in our entire lifetime, the NBA playoffs have been the same matchup. I think that... As time goes on, the NBA playoffs will get to that level. Well, the like only you, thing you only see dynasties in the NBA anymore. Like yeah. there's a couple one-offs, but really, it's like. But I think that's changing now. Is what I'm, is what we're what we were saying. The earlier. Warriors just won their fourth ring. Yeah, but the Warriors, that okay, yeah, they won the fourth it's ring. Just, they're a likable dynasty, which is why people aren't complaining. If yeah. this was LeBron, people would be complaining. I agree. So, like, but we've seen it with the NFL too, because, and I'm happy that we we're talking NFL because we never talk NFL, but can't wait for all of a sudden yeah facts like all of a sudden it's not like the same teams anymore and now we had i mean it is kind of the same teams it's the same new teams but i think that this nfl playoffs is is the best playoffs of any professional sports i've ever watched professional sports yeah these these last nfl playoffs the last nfl playoffs were crazy they were like even the first round games like wild card games and stuff or whatever was going on the first round Every game was was close. Yeah, there was always something exciting going on. I mean, Bengals made a run. I agree, it was good, but with the, with the exception of the Bengals, everyone that was in the playoffs and went far was expected to go far. That's fair, but but it was not it was new teams. You know what I mean? It wasn't the same old yeah, people winning. Yeah, but I also say I think the reason it's new teams, the team that won all the Rams is probably the team that threw the most money at players. Like they they bought the Super Bowl. Okay, I mean they bought it with draft picks. Yeah, yeah. They they mortgaged all of their picks, but it was like, it was still amazing football to watch. Yeah, I agree. Like but I've I, I've never like that Chiefs Chiefs Bills games is probably one yes. of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah, that that might I, it's be, the best game I've ever seen. That might be the, I might agree with you on that. And also, side note, it Gabriel Gabriel Davis that might be the best like individual playoff performance I've seen outside of a quarterback. But he had in, three touchdowns in my life. He had over 200 yards, and I'm pretty sure he had three touchdowns as yeah. a wide receiver. And he tossed. I forgot who he he tossed on that last play. We on watched the, it the other day. Look at that dude on the route. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, tossed him. I don't know who it was on fourth, the, fourth and head. fifteen, bro. Get walking like just a wide open touchdown. Yeah, that's, but 
So you don't have a solid top five. Not really. MJ's number one, though, for sure. That's all we needed to hear. Yeah. So He's over close. LeBron. LeBron's let's, two, though. Let's flip the script then. Who are your least favorite players in the oh, NBA? I've been waiting for this. Because I've been waiting for this. This is our resident hater. Yeah. So go ahead. All right. First of all, I have some honorable mentions. <laughs> Honorable, wow. Honorable mention. That's, that's like, I mean, it's bad. I did, I did top five least favorite NBA players, but I couldn't fit everyone in a t- into five. You know what I mean? Yeah, there I have, are. Yeah, I have to have I some agree. honorable mentions. There are some that I All right, yeah. So fringe. my honorable mentions go to Grant Williams, Rudy Gobert. Damn, bro. Paul George. Kelly, Paul George. I Kelly, Kelly Olenek. I can't believe. Okay. I think Paul George is the most I'll overrated finish, player. I'll let you finish. Finally, n- he's not, not really an honorable mention, but Luka Doncic. We've talked about this before. Dude, you played in the Euro League. The refs, the refs aren't throwing you bones like that in the Euro League. And you come to the NBA, and every time someone touches you, you go and complain to the ref. Yeah, he, he's a worse than Draymond Green. Okay, be before you, you get into your list, but I don't hate Luca. Why he's is not Paul my, George? He's not my least favorite mention. But Luca could become. He could make his way up the list if he continues his. I, I agree. Luca, Luca's a whiner. But Paul George, the man snapped his leg in half. I know. Paul I George is the most overrated basketball player of all time. That's kind that of, is that's, ridiculous. That's kind of why I don't have. It's I have him on my. Le- Whoa! Wow! <laughs> wow! Bombshell! Write that down. Write, that, Write down. that down. But I, I have a lot of respect for Paul George just because I really liked Paul George when he was on the Pacers and. Like, it was awful what happened to his leg. Playing in a Team USA game, of all things. Like, you should never... That should never happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're playing international ball. It doesn't mean anything, really. Yeah. And you destroy your leg. And that kind of, like, not derailed his career because he's still a good player. But, I don't know. Well, and don't quote me on this because I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure the hoop, like, you know how, like, how they have it where it's it's not, like, rising as from yeah. the bottom in international play? I think it was too far forward, like... Like it's supposed to be. Or like they changed something after yeah, about something, that. There was something that happened that that like the I don't know like the backstop yeah. or whatever you want to say like wasn't supposed to be that close to the court. Yeah. So he really got hoed. He then did. He snapped his leg. That's tough. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm not gonna pity the dude and 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 like. Well, why? Okay, but why is he like? Why is he a most hated player? Honorable mention. Like, what I about just, him? I don't really know what it is, Beyonce. I just don't like him. I feel like he doesn't show up in the playoffs. This dude, bro, he doesn't show up in the playoffs. Yeah, bro. On the Clippers, he was he was selling. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. He's a seller. When he had, when he had Kawhi on his playoff team. Playoff P. Yeah, I think it was in the bubble. Was he was completely selling? Is that when he hit the side of the backboard in an elimination game? Yeah, from yeah. three. Oh, okay, but yeah, yeah. But he's also. I mean, he's also had several like 40, 40 point bombs in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, but well, but I just don't. If, I just if, do if not you're gonna hate him. on people selling in the playoffs, let's talk about Jason Tatum. Nah, no. Chill. Actually, let's let's actually let's talk about they that. So he sold in the playoffs, that. but I mean, he sold in Game Six of the Finals. He sold in the finals. He had a great playoffs though. Yeah, like, he people, had an amazing playoffs. I was thinking about this yesterday after the game. Like people are gonna slander Jason Tatum because of this series, and really only because of these two games. Yeah. But people are gonna forget about what a great playoff run he had just because of how it ended. Bro and bounced. Like, yes, multiple had, Hall of Famers. He had so many. Yeah, exactly. He bounced multiple Hall of Famers. And I know he turned the ball over a lot, but he was the best player in the Eastern Conference throughout yeah. like the majority of the playoffs. And much. the East is hard to get Besides, through. Besides, like, maybe well, Jimmy Butler. Giannis, Giannis doesn't have a bad game ever. No. But. Yeah. Well, Giannis well I is, agree with I agree. But with that, that's so. why Jason Tatum, we have to have the conversation that Jason Tatum is a top 10, is he a top 10 player? And Giannis, we talk about where is he going to be when he finishes his career, like, all time. Tatum? That's, that's the difference between them. Giannis never has a bad game. Giannis is just gonna go go put up forty and twenty with no help. He literally he had like he had like t- ten points, 
eight rebounds and eight assists in the first quarter of Game Seven. Okay, but Giannis, if we, we want to talk about Giannis, yeah, 50, he almost, had, he almost had a triple double. Yeah, in, in the first. And quarter. I was I was shitting bricks because we saw <laughs> through bread on it. I think I was watching that game with Aiden honestly, and we were like, I don't even I don't remember what series it was, but I think it was the game you're talking about where he just went crazy the whole game. I don't, it was, I don't it was, think it was, it was the Celtics. It was, I think it was. Yeah. When they might be another game. It might have been early. It might have been early. It could be another game because he goes crazy every yeah, series. But so. Aiden and I were sitting at some like random, I don't even know where we were to be honest with you, and we were just laughing because it was so easy yeah. for Giannis. Like he absolutely took over mm-hmm. from the tip to the final whistle and like it was insane. Yeah, it, was Paul, most, it was probably the most impressive thing that I've like watched happen on a basketball court. The fact that Paul George and Kawhi can't get out of the West when they have like LeBrick and A Disney and then fucking <laughs> Okay, bro. Like, we'll like, get to A Disney. These random ass these random ass bums, like I will say. If we're gonna talk about good playoff runs, I think we should talk about Andrew Wiggins. Dude had the Go, highest yes, had the highest plus minus of a, in a whole whole playoffs ever. He's like Brady Manic. I don't understand. You want to elaborate okay. on that? Brady Mack had the highest play plus minus in the tournament. Did like, he really? Yeah. He really? Dude, I love Brady. Like, honestly. Yeah, I'm sad he's leaving. Yeah. Yeah, same. And we can he, get Michael Mayer. I hope he, he does good things in wherever he goes. In the he's NBA going to the G or, League or something or play. Yeah, I, I think, but he'll I have, think, like, a long career, I think. I think he'll be one of those, like, 10-day contract kind of guys. Maybe, yeah. Like, he'll be fine for 10 days. He yeah. can be in the third Top Gun movie. <laughs> Jeez. Share, shave the beard off. Just go back to the Indiana stash. Valid, but yeah. he he made himself a UNC legend in one season, and he didn't even start like half the year. Yeah, Not half yeah. the year, but he started the year on the bench and like coming off the bench. Yeah, he's exactly what you want when like a high caliber transfer to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you couldn't ask for anything better from a transfer, really. Yeah, but I don't know. so please let's let's get into the top five, Daniel. All right, so gotta hear it. Honorable mentions out of the way. Number five. Speaking of a Disney, is a Disney. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Mid. Anthony so mid. Anthony Day to Davis. So true. He is number five. Wow. Bro, yeah. I, I've I've hated Anthony Davis since the day we didn't draft him. Well, we Hornets, didn't get to, we didn't get to draft Hornets him. Hornets got yeah. Michael well, Mid Gilchrist. <laughs> I think it's a well known conspiracy theory at this point, but the Hornets should have had Anthony Davis. Yeah, well we well, we wouldn't have done shit with him anyways. I know. He fucking sucks. I know. So but it's still, not like it matters. The Hornets the Hornets got MKG instead of Anthony Davis. Michael Mid Gilchrist. Yeah. He's still developing. But <laughs> out legend, of the league. legend has it, he's still league. developing. Yeah. I know where he lives. That's a little weird, but cool. Okay. Like I was, <laughs> all right, bro. Weird, weird flex. Weird flex. I was like, I was driving. He lives in this really nice neighborhood. So like, over like COVID quarantine shit, I was like driving around, and like I he was like pushing his kid on like a like a little like one of those stroller. Not a stroller. It was like you know those strollers that are like cars. Yeah, with a little yeah. hand on the back. Like a yeah, 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 yeah. He was pushing his kid on that, and I was driving by, and I was like, I should, I should just hit you and your yeah. kid right now. Rolled down the window, yelled at him to get in the gym. Yeah. Work on his jump shot. Yeah. But back to it. Anthony Davis is number five just because yeah. I think he's he's soft. So true. And also, like, I mean, I'm sure, like, most of the injury-prone stuff is not really his fault. But literally Hall of Fame potential being wasted. Yeah. And s- half of it is, I don't know about half, but a lot of it is due to, due to being soft. And injuries aren't really his fault, but... At the same time, like, dude, get in the yeah. gym. We saw that thing the other day about how he hadn't, like, shot a basketball since, since, April? since April. Like, I've shot what a basketball. What are you doing? In yeah. In that time span. I'm not in the NBA. It's bullshit. Like, dude, you just you just missed the playoffs. You're probably you're one of the worst teams in the Western Conference, yeah. to be honest. Easily. And you're just taking more time off. Like, you haven't played all year and you still haven't shot a basketball. Like, what are you doing? You're in the NBA. You get paid to do this. 
show up for your team. God, man, just talking about it pisses me off. All right, yeah. who's four? Four is Grayson Allen. One understandable. For, yeah, that's no cool. one likes Grayson Allen. I don't think there's a single Grayson Allen fan that exists. Even Duke fans, like you, just gotta dislike the guy. I don't dirty, dirty player. He has no, he has no character. No character, He's a low dirty character player. player. He's not even good. Like I don't mind him as much on the Bucks right now, but then again, I also ju- wasn't like a huge UNC fan when he was a Duke douche. Who did he take out of the playoffs? Did, didn't he hurt someone? Uh, I know Dylan Brooks hurt Gary Payton. Yeah, but I. I, sw- he, I don't. He hurt somebody. I don't know. We took him out of the playoffs, and I don't know who it was. I do, but like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, he that has, definitely happened. He has a long-standing record of hurting other players. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. All, like not even hurting, just like doing tripping that, people yeah. and that kind of thing. Like, come on, dude. That's, dangerous stuff. That's more Duke stuff, right? How many times does he has he done he's that def- a lot? He has in done it. Yeah, I know he's less, done it, but it's less, but right? He, yeah. He's also just like he's a role player in the NBA, which is fine. Yeah, like, that's understandable, but. Also, I was born and raised a UNC fan. Yeah. So Grayson Allen is basically the JJ Redick of our generation. Like he was. JJ. Everyone. Such a everyone douche. hates. I like everyone hates JJ, JJ Redick. I like JJ Redick. I'm a UNC fan. His and podcast I, is. is I good. like JJ Redick. Like Not I don't have anything worse. against JJ Redick. He yeah. was sort of like before our time in terms of like he was made to be the villain and he embraced it. I don't like. I don't like his takes on like LeBron MJ when he like tries to like fight like. He, I mean, I guess it's fair when he fights people like like uh, Stephen A. a. Smith on it, yeah. But like Stephen A. says some dumb if, stuff. Like, he'll he'll like comment on stuff that like Patrick Beverly is saying or like um, no, as you should. Yeah, I'll go. I, I'll I have a list. Yeah, and we we'll get to all Saul's right, list because I know Pat Bev's on that list. But yeah, Grayson Allen comes in at at number four, uh, just because he went to Duke. Fair. Horrible, horrible in college. Horrible in the NBA in terms of. Respect for the game. No integrity, no respect for the game. Number three is Trey Young. Yep. I think we're all going to be yeah. able to get behind this one. Trey Young just, the, his style of play is just so easy to so dis- annoying. dislike. He's such a light skin. Yeah. Such a light not skin. To, not to get a racially motivated. Either. Yeah. Yeah, but if, if but people people who understand, understand. Yeah. <laughs> but Saul yeah. is biracial, for being honest. Ah. I... <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, Trey Trey Young's number three. Saul's our resident Tyler Hero. <laughs> oh my god! All right, keep going. Tyler dude. Hero recently beat some allegations on Twitter, though. Yeah, yeah no, City Boys up. Yeah, City City Boys? got away with it. Oh, you think he got away with it? Yeah, because he he cheated on his girlfriend, or well, I allegedly thought he beat the, he beat the allegedly because she was like posting all this stuff about being like disloyal and stuff, and then like a week later she like posted him for. Like his birthday, not his yeah. birthday, but like for like an anniversary. He's like, oh, like I love you so much, like all this stuff. Like, yeah, literally a week yeah. after she was like, oh, like like she was posting like high school stuff on her Instagram story. Whack. Yeah, yeah. Like so, anyways, yeah, getting cheated on. So if 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 he did it, he got away with it. Yeah, yeah. But all right, back to Trey Young. Uh, just his style of play, and they had to change the rules this year because of basically because of Trey Young, who is a free throw merchant. Dude just hunts free throws. I like that term, free throw merchant. Yeah. Free throw merch. I like that. That's like an F, not really an F1 thing, but I related to F1, but not the point. But um, yeah, Trey Young, dis- right. dislike. Who, what about number two? This is a good list. Number two is Ben Simmons. Yep. Oh, my 100%. God. Yeah. Well, now yeah. we know, like that's now like, we know who number one you is. You knew who number so. one was coming into this. Okay. <laughs> number two is Ben Simmons. You knew who number one was. Yeah, number two is Ben Simmons, probably the most hated player in the NBA right now. Such a bitch. Such a bitch. 
the the king of being soft, probably the softest player in the league. Stephen A said something like he is the most pathetic excuse for an NBA player ever. I'm gonna go a step further and say professional athlete ever. Jesus Christ, most pathetic. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how you can have like so much like potential, potential. in front of you, and then you're just like. You're going to invent injuries? Like, it's really not hard to learn how to shoot the ball either, to be honest with you. Like, show up to practice like, wearing street clothes. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, just... You know what his problem is? Is he's surrounding... And this has, like, been, like... Like, teammates have, like, come out with this. He surrounds his people with yes-men. People who just, like, like gas him up. Like, like let him live in, like, a little bubble. And that's what happens when you have a comfortable life. You get shit on one time, you don't know how to react. It's because some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen, and others just make it happen. <laughs> he just can't make it happen. It's just like a character thing, though. Like, even back in college, he didn't finish his season at LSU. Mid. And he, he was he was on the verge of academic um, and eligibility. Yeah. Of course he was, bro. But went to the NBA, and actually played really well with the Sixers for a couple years. But, like, honestly, didn't really develop at all. Didn't develop a jump shot. Didn't, can't shoot free throws. If they played a twelve, how many points is Jared getting him? Giving him zero. But yeah, I mean, because he's an NBA it's, player, it's still zero. He's and like he's still Ben yeah. Simmons. Jared, if you're listening or when you're listening, I think you'll give him a point and a half or maybe two. A he point might, and a half. Can you elaborate on how you score a point? Chill, and bro. A half? Chill. It's a colloquialism. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think Ben Simmons at two is a hot take at all. It's not a hot take. Yeah. He probably number he's, one for me. He's easily the most hated player in the NBA right all now. All right, Daniel Kramick, let's hear number one. Number one. Drum roll, please. For those of you who know me, you knew what this was going into this segment. It is Kyrie Irving, my least favorite NBA player, probably my least favorite NBA player of all time. Kyrie slander probably happens on a daily basis. With <laughs> where, Daniel where does Kyrie rank in your least favorite people of all time? I don't have that list on me currently, but <laughs> yeah? he's really not up there. Like, this is just sports, really, but... Yeah. Kyrie's probably my least favorite professional athlete behind Tom Brady. Tom Brady's my my least favorite professional athlete, but rip. Yeah. Jeez. So two of the greatest players of all time are oh, hated by Danny. We're not we're not going to no. do that, but yeah. No. Kyrie Irving's number 1. Uh yeah, those of you who have been around me have heard me slander Kyrie all the time. What about Kyrie saving LeBron's legacy? LeBron still scored like 40 every game that series. K- did Kyrie hit a big shot? Yeah. Did he have did he have a great performance that that series? Yeah, but one series shouldn't define your legacy and that's an interesting take because there are definitely some players who have one series defining their legacy. He wasn't the best player on his team. Who cares? Kyrie, he had LeBron. The only the only time Kyrie has ever been successful in the NBA beyond like just going to the Eastern Conference Finals and losing was when he had the gr- second greatest player of all time on yeah. his team. Yeah, Good see, catch. we had this conversation yesterday. I think it's a, it's a point to make to the public is a true sign of a great player is being able to manage players with, like, loud personalities. Like, Jordan managed Rodman. Yeah. LeBron managed Kyrie. Yeah, and then, like, honestly, testament to LeBron and on, and Tyron Lue to an extent. Tyron Lue is so mid. Sorry, continue. Yeah, okay, fine. He has but, a ring. <laughs> yeah. I think Tyron Lue is actually like, a pretty decent coach. Getting as much back. hate as much hate as Tyron Lue got in the finals when he had LeBron on his team on the Cavs. Like I don't think maybe he deserved it, but uh, you don't coach a team when you have LeBron. That's yeah. That's that the narr- that's the narrative point that you made. That's the narrative the, on the last podcast. What point did I make about how coaching playing an important role in success in the NBA? It does, but when you have a player like LeBron, you don't coach them. LeBron but owns that team. But, That's team, are, but you don't. You don't, you don't coach. You, you don't GM a team with LeBron because LeBron plays GM and coach himself. Teams that are successful in the NBA have players like LeBron on them. 
They have players that run the day-to-day operations. You have people who have the ability to sit back and allow things to happen, be told what to do, and do for stuff for the greater good. And that's where they're they have more success. I would say. Well, I I don't I don't want to say that the Warriors that Steph Curry has more success than LeBron, obviously, but you I mean, will. They both have four rings. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but you, you see a player like Steph Curry, you don't need to. He doesn't. GM the team and he doesn't coach the team and that's why people want to play with him And he's easy to play with as well. It's exactly what you guys said And there's there's a player like LeBron who just Hey, if you like if you suck you're getting traded and guess what a lot of time Okay, I'm not gonna get into that because I I don't MJ was ruthless like that too though But it was a different kind of it was a different kind of ruthless. Yeah ruthless He was ruthless in the fact that he wanted to win. Yeah LeBron just wants it like it's I think it's a different kind of ruthless. But MJ had your back He wouldn't get you traded Unless you were and he also wouldn't leave and go join like he, he also five wouldn't, other stars. He also wouldn't make you do anything that he wouldn't do himself. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not saying LeBron does, but yeah, just Jordan had that respect. LeBron does that to Kyrie because he doesn't like scoring in the last two minutes of a fourth quarter, <laughs> especially okay. when it fucking matters. Go. So okay. yeah, he, he'll make Kyrie do stuff he doesn't want to do, like bang a three in on Curry and, or make Ray Allen save his fucking legacy. <laughs> okay. All right, back to Kyrie. Slander. You, you don't see Scottie Pippen pushing by oh, Russell. Okay. Let's get off, okay. let's get off okay. the LeBron slander and focus okay. our attention back to Kyrie Irving slander. But get impressed, bro. Kyrie Irving, in once he first of all his exit from Cleveland, yeah, that was like kind of the start of when I didn't really. I was like, "What's wrong with you, dude?" Like that's when I really didn't start to like him or started to not like him because you're playing with the best player, second best player of all time, best player in the league at the current moment, and has been for the last what? Yeah. 15 years pretty much yeah i would and, say since like and you're complaining yeah. you just want to ring you're complaining about playing with the best player of all time that you just want a championship with and then he he leaves the cavaliers basically forces his way out goes to the celtics because he kind of wants his own team and he wants to be the best player on his own team yeah that's how and that happened it was abs- like they went to the eastern conference finals i think twice and lost lebron yeah but it was an absolute dumpster fire like if i'm being honest the East was so like weak at that point that yeah. it was it was expected of them to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were never going to beat LeBron, never beat LeBron. Yeah, and then it's still just crazy. He's, he is a cancer to the locker room. Yeah, the team didn't gel at all, and it's crazy because Kyrie Irving left, and two years later, the Celtics are in the NBA Finals. Yeah, all valid points. You're you're not wrong. The only thing I will say to Kyrie's defense that makes him not as hated by me, I do hate him. I think he's a cancer in the. I don't hate him. I think he's a cancer in the locker room. I have no reason to hate him because he's never done anything to me or my team personally. I mean, everyone dicks on the, the Hornets, the Hornets yeah. so I don't really care. <laughs> but he's so fun to watch, though. Yeah, I will. Okay, he's I will admit so that talented. Kyrie Irving, his skill is like incredible. He's one of the most skilled NBA players that we've ever seen, and probably ever will Agree. see. But. He just he doesn't show up for his team. He's not a good leader, even when he wanted to go and try and be a good leader. He failed. Yeah. Then went and teamed up with Kevin Durant, the king of all snakes. And Harden. And Harden. And now ben And then Simmons. that team that team fell apart and got blown up yep. because they couldn't work together. No surprise that Kyrie Irving is in that locker room and they can't work together. It's crazy. But what if what if the Lakers trade um Russell Westbrook? And Anthony Davis for Kyrie. No. That'd be crazy. It'll never happen, but no. that'd be fine. Yeah, I don't think LeBron will let that happen. No. Yeah, I, I think LeBron, the GM LeBron is done with Kyrie. Yeah. Like, I would be too, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, same. And also, like, dude, dude 
sat out a lot of the season because he wouldn't get essentially a flu shot. Like that is the softest thing I've yeah, ever heard. Yeah, and honestly, it's like I I appreciate people standing firm in their convictions, but his reasons for not getting vaccinated, yeah, were like he was just he was trying to be different. Yeah, he wasn't like it like wasn't the, the yes. world is the world is flat. Yeah, I mean I like the list though. So Saul, let's let's hear you snap it off. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. At at five, I have Trey Young, just because valid. I hate him. At four, Joel Embiid, for for a similar reason to some of the others. Dude is a free throw merchant. Free throw merchant for Complaint, sure. Complaint like he's so big, and yes, he plays yeah. physical, but then also whenever it's convenient to him, he like pretends like he weighs like one seventy. So James Harden is not on y'all's list no. for being a free throw merchant. No. Also. Quick stat about uh, Embiid. I'm pretty sure he's never averaged over 20 points in his career if you take out, like, free throws. Yeah. And Shocker. And also, like, I mean, I get, like, he's played on some pretty good teams, and he's they always fall short. Yeah, they fall short, for, for lack of a better word. Do you think word. Embiid ever gets a ring? No. He's not, like, he's a great player, but he's not a winning player. Not in the Sixers, Trust sure. in the process too much. It's if just because his style of play, like, he's so ball-dominant. Yeah. And he takes t- his shot selection and... The last like three minutes of any close game is terrible. I would agree. With that. I think I, I like I've seen multiple games where it's been a close game and he pulls up for three from like a, like he does that like little step back like fall yeah. away three. Dude, you're seven one like almost three hundred pounds. Get yeah. your ass in the post. That's why I say to Jared all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's for three. Three Simmons for yeah. A lot of I think Simmons is a, is a universally agreed on. Like you're just a disappointment to the sport. Yeah. Two, he's a he's a yeah, yeah pathetic excuse for a competitor. Two is a shock critic of people is Carl Anthony Towns, and let me tell you why. He's I a bitch. hate for reasons. I hate big men who complain and play like like they're like this like this like dainty little like entity. Like there is no, and he also just talks like a bitch. Like he like have you heard him talk? Like dude talks like he's like a prepubescent like female. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he does, and he complains about everything like on and off the court, and he like chases clout like. And he, he he just like he's good. He's a talented player, but he really thinks he's better than he is. Give the Hornets like sixty this year or something. Who doesn't give the Hornets sixty anymore? I mean, who who really doesn't? Yeah, bro. Everyone gives the Hornets sixty. He's he's so soft. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, it's it's. I'm soft. surprised that he's above Embiid for you though. It's just because the way he talks too, like, yeah. and then like, Dude, and this, this video, is like real hatred. And right? yeah. the video of him it's really bothering, like, go into like Michael this. Jordan trying to like be like, oh, like be, be boys with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan doesn't know who you are. Like, get out of his face, bro. When he was like, they're not in uh they're not in Minnesota. Like, let's see them do it in in Minnesota, and then yeah, see, jaw he, he dropped. Like, tries they to went act on like a twenty zero so run. And you know what, yeah, what they, really they blow like multiple twenty point leads. Yeah. What really pressed Crazy. me for him and the, for my number one on the list is when they won their play in game, they legit celebrated harder than the Warriors did last night. Yeah. And that leads into number one is Patrick fucking Beverly. Wow. This dude broke the code. He really came on while he was in the NBA and tried to slander a potential hall no, a surefire Hall of Famer, and he, he went at anyone and everyone that like didn't agree with him. Like Patrick, you really average, yeah. you average your career average is like six points per game, and you're really so gonna sad. and you're gonna come at Chris Paul and after they he got can't play defense after they got eliminated as yeah, well. Yeah, after they got eliminated. What's crazy is Patrick Beverly like was like anyone who plays with CP3 knows that dude can't play defense. Dude he can't called guard. him a traffic cone, bro. He a has Hall of Fame point guard. He called him a traffic cone. Chris Paul has led the league in steals multiple times, and he also has far more first team All NBA defenses. 
than yeah. than Patrick Beverly will ever. His first team NBA defense. Yeah, yeah. Chris Paul. Chris Pat- Paul was valid when we were younger. People don't realize that Patrick Beverly has has never valid. even tasted success, and the and his whole reason for doing all this is he's just trying to cling on to relevancy, and it's ridiculous. And then like again, it, he was crying, weeping tears. After they won a play-in game over, e- over his former team, that's not fair. even that's not even a playoff game. Like in all consideration, Chris Paul has seven first team. Yeah, first yeah, team he lo- or he just or just total all defensive first team, all defensive first team. I'll, I'll read read them out to you. No way, seven. He has those quick hands. Two thousand nine. 2016, 2017, 2015, 2014, 2013, 2012, and 2013, 2012, and 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013, that, Don't that, just go on there and try to be relevant. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad JJ Reddick, Damian Lillard, and everyone else went on Twitter and just lit his ass up. Patrick Bradley has won. I want to see him out of the league. Yeah. He's yeah, no, he's and like Marcus Smart is an honorable mention for me. I respect because that. I hate guards who try to pretend like that they're like a scrappy defender, but yeah. like they're just like they're a men, like they're a nuisance. Like they're like flopping, they're like, you know what I'm saying? Like like no, like it's just it's annoying. Yeah, it's it annoying to watch basketball. Steph Curry did not mind Marcus Smart at all. Oh, exactly. He did yeah. not feel Marcus Smart's presence whatsoever. He didn't get. He did not care. All right. Well, we just talked sports for like forty minutes, like we always do. So let's let's move on, and let's we're kind of so with with Jared, we had a sub expert, a car expert, a movie expert to an extent. Today we have a hater expert. So, what are your biggest pet peeves, Daniel? Like, what are the things that piss you off, actually? So and everything is not a valid answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, off the top of the head, you guys have already mentioned this, but, like, I really don't like when people are late. Like, it's oh. such a very basic thing. I know Saul yeah. hates it, too. But, yeah, like... Preach into the choir, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And... Sorry to Maeve, but Maeve has a horrible sense of time. <laughs> I'm just going to call her <laughs> Dropping out. Dropping names on his first pod. Yeah. Wow. But, like, I, I have to tell her... 15 30 minutes before I actually mean like the time that I want to be ready. You know what I mean? Just yeah, so that no, she's that's, ready I, like I have yeah. to close, do the same thing to my girlfriend. Close to the time that we are supposed to be doing something and valid. Like I don't know. It just it it bothers me just cuz it's such an easy thing to yeah. be good at is like being punctual and it's such an important thing as well. Like people we don't really realize that realize that now. Because we're in college and doesn't really matter. Yeah, but like being punctual, punctual when you're a professional, when you have a it's job, mandatory. It's it is mandatory. You cannot be late to big meetings and stuff yeah. like that. It just makes you look bad. Being on time is late. That's the that's yeah. What my that's dad what yeah. that's what that is a classic high school coach. Oh my saying. dude, yes, classic. Yes. L- literally on on oh time. <laughs> my gosh, I early, literally like yes. Fifteen please. minutes early is on time. On time is late. Yes, dude. every day. Yes. Yeah. Oh my, I have like chills right now. I cannot tell you how many times I heard that in high school. Being on time is late. It's just a fact. Yep. And like if whenever practice was supposed to start, practice was seven to nine. Seven o'clock meant you were. We were starting you were, practice. You were done stretching at seven. Yeah. No, yeah. You were, oh yeah. 
Dude, yes. And, and people if, just don't appreciate that. If you weren't re- if you weren't ready by seven, if you weren't stretching by seven, we were running. Yeah. No two ways around it. Yeah. So being late is a pet peeve or people being late is a pet peeve. I would agree with that. I think we've, we've talked. You guys talked about it. I think it's almost more than a pet peeve. I think it's an issue. Like if you're late, that's an issue. But like some of the stuff though, like it, I don't know. There's some stuff that's fairly inconsequential. Like a lot of the time when Maeve and I are trying to go somewhere like to a date function or whatever. It doesn't matter if we're late. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, We talk like social settings. At the end of the day, I really don't care. But like it's something that you kind of need to like you need to be on time, especially as you get older. Social settings. Social settings. It's it's like it's almost it's kind of weird if you show up on time. You know what I mean? Like if someone says like oh like there's a party at nine. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna show up at ten. You expect to show up late, but like only your hey, let's get dinner. Okay, what time? Seven o'clock. And you're in. I'm I'm sitting in the parking lot at like six fifty five, and you're like, okay, I'll be there in ten minutes. Running late. The thing is, it's lost on people to even send that text. Okay, I understand life happens, but sometimes people don't even send that text like. That hey, I'm running late. Sorry, I'll be there in ten. Like yeah, I'm still like I'm still like damn, bro. Like I got to sit in my car for fifteen minutes, but then I'm like, okay, it's fine. But a lot of people don't even do that anymore. Yeah, and we've just, talked about this on a previous yeah, pod. Yeah, so let's not beat it to death. Um, my biggest pet peeve is people who, actually, that that is probably my biggest pet peeve. But I, I'll go with another one. If if you're not doing anything. And I call you. Pick up the damn phone. Like oh, you're, you're a caller. I am a caller. Yeah, but see, people like I understand that. But at the same time, there are some people who don't like. I'm not a big like like I'm a phone. I'm a horrible guy. phone talker. I much rather do t- like go texting. Like my mom, my mom will tell you like I I don't know what it is. It's just like I am not a good phone talker. I also hate FaceTime. I'm not FaceTime. Face FaceTime. I can, I can understand, but like pick up the damn phone, bro. Like I'm trying to have a conversation with you. I'm not trying to have like a because I'm I'm probably driving. Right, like if I'm driving, I need to tell you something. I don't want you to be like, "Oh, just tell me later," because I'm gonna forget later. Or, or text me. Yeah, like, I will text you. I don't mind. I text and drive all the time. Yeah, <laughs> we don't condone that. We don't condone that. Don't Facts. Don't don't listen to that. But I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a that might be a bad one. That's just off the dome. But like, see, the thing is, I don't want to sound like I'm adding people, but I really am subconsciously. I mean, I like, did. The person, well, I don't want to. The person who's listening to this, like. I want you to text me after you hear this and be like, "Are you talking about me?" Because I guarantee I'm talking about you. <laughs> you know who you're. You know who you are. But they've been better about it recently. See, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. There have been times where I have not like not necessarily you, but where I have not been doing anything important. It's been I me. It's my, been me. That's it's happened to you probably once or twice, but it's more so other people. Yeah. And like I, I won't be doing anything super important. I see the phone ringing. I'm just like, I just don't want to talk on the phone right now. Yeah, I do that all the and time. And I, so I won't pick it up. Damn. I don't know. It's Maybe not that I don't want to talk to you or whatever, whoever's calling. I don't want to talk on yeah. the phone right now. That's I fair. Feel that. I, I mean, there are times that, that you, you like, if like, you're just tired and you're like, damn, bro, like, I don't want this to turn into a 30 minute conversation. I understand that. But like, if you're literally not doing anything and like, let's say like, I'm about to come to your house, right? Or I'm about to pick you up or something like that. Like, don't be like, just text me. If like, Oh yeah. Even I if I'm in that. the shower, I will get out of the shower <laughs> Pick up the phone, talk to you, and then get back in the shower and finish my shower. Damn, that's dedicated. that's yeah, that's yeah. real. I don't know. That's Maybe real, that's just that's the way real. I was. Re- I think talking <laughs> on the that's phone, a true friend, right there. I think talking on the phone is just lost on people. It's so important. I agree with that, but it's because we're bad communicators. Yeah, and that's people. People suck at communicating these days. Like, and like th- people will be like, oh, like, um, you know, like. 
I don't Damn, know. Bro. And this goes. This kind of goes into one of the uh, the next topic that I wanted to talk about. I mean, let's get. You can go ahead. Well, and I want to talk about my pet piece up. Yeah, going to that. I have multiple acts because I'm very. I get easily like agitated. Let's hear it. One of them is this isn't like a big thing, but it's not saying bless you after you sneeze. And wow. I'm, I'm adding my dad because he's the only one in my family that doesn't do this. And I hate when it's he just him and I in a car. He doesn't say that? He doesn't. He's like the biggest I, Catholic ever. I don't understand it. And I've never had the balls to ask him why he doesn't do it. But we'll be sitting in a car and it'll be like dead quiet. And I'll sneeze and he just doesn't say anything. Foul. And I just like look at him and I'm just like. like, does he, like Come on, dude. Yeah. I'm just like, I just don't understand what it is. Yeah. And then like there are other people that don't do it. I'm just like, bro, like it's just a simple like. Yeah. Just, so that's Bless one. You. One that I also really hate is when you refer to yourself in the third person. Like that's just for what reason are you gonna do that for? Yeah, that's who does that? I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that either. But like, I feel like I've never met someone who unironically does that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I who does that unironically? Because there are still people that that there are people. There are they people. Exist. Yeah, it's really annoying. Tough. The one that I know. Yeah. Um. And then I mean, most of it's just like mannerisms, like chewing with your mouth open. Like, come on. Like, were you yeah. raised in a barn? Like, close the mouth. Yeah. Leaving, leaving the door open when it's really hot outside? Yes, Foul. bro. Not only that, it's also like, it's, it's gonna, not cost efficient, bro. I'm like, gonna, I'm if gonna. I'm paying for my AC and you're going to just let the warm air in and the Facts. cold air out, like, what I'm, are we doing? I'm going to act people open on in the Yes, bro. This man lets his dog out and keeps the door open. It's literally, it's 100 degrees outside, yeah. bro. It's been hot, And too. then he turns the AC down to 67. Like, you cannot turn it below 70. It's going yeah. to overheat it's and break, break it, and then we're yeah. going to have no AC. Yeah, so Christopher Lane, Rip. when you listen to this, yeah, when bro. you let your dog out, close the door behind you. All right, th Rip. enough of that. So this that leads me go into our next segment is what is one value that you're unwilling to compromise on? With not, like, I'm talking about, like, not, like, necessarily in a relationship standpoint, but just from anybody. Like, what's one value you really appreciate in people and that you don't, like, it's hard to get past them not exhibiting it? I think, um... And you can do, you can do, like, one or two. Like, you don't think, have a whole list. I think... I, I don't want to say respect because that's so general, but like I'll I'll I'll, I'll do it some because we had a discussion about yeah, this recently. Dude, I, was thinking about this, I was thinking about this this morning and respect was something I was going to talk. In about. terms of respect and I guess tolerance, right? Like, don't be a don't be an asshat. Like we we had a discussion about this recently. You know you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Like um just I have certain there's certain things that I do based off of my faith, right? And I understand not many we talk about this all the time. I understand not many people are religious these days, and that's fine. I respect your your like non like non-existent belief in a, like a higher being. Like I I can respect that. Or if you're agnostic, like I understand that, and I can respect it, right? Because we, you know, I I I'm not gonna give you shit for it. But like, if I'm like eating a vegetarian meal, like don't be giving me shit. Like like because people joke around me, and I have no problem with that. I'm fine with it. Right, like, oh, like, ha, do you want to take a, take a sip while they're drinking stuff like that? I like, see. I don't fine. find that funny. Like, I've been there and people have done that to you. Like, I feel like you get old really there's, fast. There's, like, there's one or two instances yeah. where, like, I can see it kind of being funny. But when someone just, like, yo, eat this cheeseburger. Yeah. That's not funny. It's not funny. Like, who are you trying, like, what are you trying to accomplish yeah. here? And I'm just, like, I'm, like, that's just, it's just not in good taste. And I'm, like, if. It's a lack of respect. At, yeah. At some point, I'm just, like, that's lack of, like, that's disrespectful to me. So, if I, if it's a friend. If it's it's a relationship, if it's a family member, like I don't care who it is, as time goes on, if I sense that general like, if you don't respect my beliefs or like my choices, right, that's fine. If you like, if you if you do that and keep it like you know to yourself, 
But if you say certain things to me, and it could be even small things like just that, I'm going to look at you a very different way, and I'm not willing to like be like, oh, well, this dude's always been nice to me. Like, I'm gonna, I'm either gonna have a talk with you, or I'm just gonna slowly stop talking to you. But I mean, it's, it's, I guess, I guess so. I don't want to say res- like respect because that's such a vague thing to say for this answer, but like, it's important. Yeah, tolerance towards not only myself but also other people because I've seen people like. People said some foul shit. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I say some 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 inappropriate things all the time, right? But like, when it's like when you're being serious, then I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, is that the, really the type of person it's, you are? It's different when you can tell they're being serious and it's still like really yeah. disrespectful. I'm just like, wow. Like, people just have not grown up. But yeah, what about y'all? What about you, Daniel? Okay, so I'll go because I'm. This is getting, I'm going to talk facts. I feel strongly about this. And I think, so my, my two are communication and honesty. And I think a lot of the honesty thing is, is rooted in respect. Like if you yeah. don't respect me enough to be honest with me and tell me, like, I don't think, like I'm a firm believer that, that there are some things better not known. Like that you don't have to tell me everything that goes on. Like, yeah, I, like I it's think better that, that you are, don't like, know. Yeah. Them. Like I think protecting people's feelings from things they don't need to know is, is a real thing. But I also think a lot of lying or just like not being honest is rooted in, in a lack of respect. Like if you don't think that like you, you don't respect me enough where you think I can handle the truth or you think I need to know, like you just don't respect me enough. Yeah. And if you're not going to be honest with me, like how can I trust you? And once that trust is broken, it's a hard thing to get back. That's fair. Whether it's a friend, significant other, even like a family member, like if you're going to blatantly like lie to me or just mm-hmm. not be like honest with me, then there's not a lot, like, I just don't want to be around you. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk to you because in everything you say to me, I'm like, okay, well, you don't want to question it. Exactly. And that kind of goes with communication too, is because like people like just assume everything nowadays. Yeah. Like you, like somebody will like mention something in passing, not even a definitive statement, but something in passing and assume that I know what they meant. And that like, or like I should make plants off it. Like yeah. love Wayne to death, but he like does this all the time. Like we'll be like bullshitting and like mention like doing something like as a joke, like, oh, like we should go golfing, like so and so. And then like two weeks later this day comes around, and he's like, dude, why I'm at the golf course, like where are you? Really? I'm, I'm like, dude, like that's not like this, you know what I'm saying? Like there's you gotta like you have to be open. Like there has to be a channel of communication. Yeah. So lack of communication is is and one thing, like, I think with communication is, like, when people get upset or, like, have, like, strong emotions about something and you can't communicate how you're feeling to somebody else, like, you're, like that's detrimental to you and that other person. Yeah, I would agree. Like, if you're not able to express how you feel and, like, openly, that's, like, you're just, you have, you're going to have everything bottled up inside of you. Yeah. And I think I that agree. can ruin a lot of relationships. For sure. All right, that's yeah. what I had to I, say about that. I totally agree with the honesty thing. But, and that was my, my pick for my, the value I'm unwilling to compromise on. Like when I saw that, like that was a prompt, honestly, honestly, that was like the first thing I thought of. Cause, uh, just like me as a person, uh, like family members, significant, significant other told me like, I'm very bluntly honest, like to a fault sometimes. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just hate when people sugarcoat stuff. Yeah. Like, dude, just tell it to me straight. Like, I don't want to hear any of this, like, feel good stuff. I want you to tell me exactly what you're thinking without any of the feel, uh-huh. the feel good, the feel good around it. Like, I just need the information. I respect that. That was, that was the first thing that popped in my head. And like, I mean, I try to, I try to be very honest and like be bluntly honest. Yeah. 
just because that's just how I am. That's not like something that I don't know. That's just how I'm programmed. Yeah, like, I don't I don't like to talk around what I'm trying to tell you. Like I'm just gonna tell you. I respect that. Yeah, so I, I respect, say, I respect some, the hell out of that. Yeah, I do, and I'm like, cause there's been some instances where I've been around Daniel and yeah. I've heard him say something to somebody where I'm just like, wow, like. I know that was honest, but I would have never had, I, would, I yeah. wouldn't have been able to just say it like that. No, Not that it's a bad thing. I think it's a really yeah, good thing. It is because it's pe people like you who like, you know, you guys get shit done. Like my dad <laughs> is the same way, if I'm being honest. Yeah, like, like he just tells it to you straight. Yeah, no bullshit. You don't need it. And if you, if it hurts your feelings, then like maybe it hurts your feelings for a good reason. Like yeah, maybe exactly. you got to sit and think like, did I do something wrong? Right. Exactly. Because how many times is someone going to tell you something and you're like, this dude's just cynical. Like he's just a hater. Like screw that. He doesn't understand. Yeah. X, and then, then, the, then maybe the tenth time you're like, well, maybe he's got a point. And once you start thinking, maybe he's got a point. But it shouldn't take ten times of hearing the same thing to get some people. It does. It does. But for it some people, it does. But I think, yeah, I would agree that honesty is honesty is something that is kind of it's because we're in this we're in this day day and age that someone's feelings is more important than their actual like like their mental well-being i'm not saying mental well-being is not important but like their mental well-being in terms of how like their feelings are like, more important than what we have to say yeah like and that's the whole it's the age of like it's like the people sit the on twitter the information yeah. is less important than what someone thinks about exactly yes. that's what i was trying to say yeah. like like you we're we're what what is probably truly good for them in terms of both a physical and a mental aspect is being pushed away for what is good for them right now, rewarding right now mentally. Yeah, in terms sometimes, of sometimes people just not need to hear stuff they don't want to hear. Yeah. Like, that's just really all it boils you need down to. Hear, to. Like, you need to hear it. Like, especially at our age, like, if someone's, you know, going out down the wrong path, like, this is the time that we have the chance to fix it. But, you know, and I, I've, I've experienced this recently, like, we have a chance to fix it today, but we should, so, like, Sometimes, like, I'll see people who are like, going down the wrong path and, like, they've fallen on their ass right now. And I'm like, if I were you, I'd be, like, low-key thankful because right now you've been given a golden opportunity to restart. You should be happy you didn't fall on your ass in 10 years because if that happens when you're 30, whatever. It's so much harder to yeah, restart. Yeah, it's much worse. So that's why you need to, like, it's very important right now that whoever that person you look up to in your life is bluntly honest with yeah, you. Yeah, tells you what you need to hear. So... We like to make statements on this podcast. And I think this is something that we kind of want to talk on society about. But what is something that we don't do enough of as a society? And, and being bluntly honest is a great answer to that. But I'd love to hear some more. I think having your own opinion. And before mm -hmm. like I go down and like say my speech, like I, there will be times where like I'm like just don't know enough of something and I will kind of like piggyback piggyback off someone's opinion but for the most part i think people just take other people's opinions as gospel and like and then that's yeah. all they need to hear they don't do any research for themselves they don't associate themselves with the matter at all they just they hear something whether it be on the news like twitter. On, on twitter twitter is on crazy media. with that kind of thing the fact that people just go on like things like twitter and like and will read something that's very significant and just take it to be what it is yeah blows my mind like you're just gonna like i just read i mean and it's also not that hard. Like it can take, especially with like the, the age of the internet, it takes maybe 20 minutes to do really thorough research on a topic. So you're telling me that you're just going to base your belief system off things that you've done no research into? People are ridiculous. 
And then they're sheep. Not only that is they'll double down on that on that opinion to other people. Yeah, like they'll pawn it off as their own, and like they'll try to like tell like talk to people about it with no actual like research or like facts behind it. That's every LeBron James fan out there. <laughs> Literally, everything always comes back to LeBron. Hey, it does, bro, pod. because the the Michael Jordan LeBron James debate show it's it's like the old times versus new times. It's like it's everything about that's wrong about society. I mean, I don't. If think you I, have a, if you have I'm problems, rather far. yeah, no, but, but let's let's talk about but it. I think I just I think people either want to have the popular opinion and go with the crowd. Yeah. Or I just want to be different. Yeah. We were no talking, reason we were, other than being different. We were talking about this the other day in regards to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Oh, it R- it became, after Kobe died, it became cool to put Kobe, like, really high on your all-time rankings. Like, oh, Kobe might be better than, Le- like, after he died, yeah. people were like, oh, Kobe might be better than LeBron. Yeah. Which... Yeah, he was he was a, like there's almost argument. consensus top three when he died. Yeah, but then no, he wasn't. Bro. Yes, he was. yes, bro. Yes, he was. No, he I want you. I want you to go back and I want you to watch like first take episodes. I want you to watch any sports talk show episodes, and all of a sudden you see Kobe and every top five list. Yeah. Where but, where was he before he died? I mean, he's probably where he is now. It's I think it's even back out. He's probably like well, I that, hope so. that seven to like five range somewhere. Okay, maybe a little lower. I just I just can't get behind Kobe top five. I'm sorry. No, but you got five I rings. Get that, but I want I want to f- go back to like what we're actually talking about here. Five rings of which this is how many All finals. Right, okay, two th- finals that's MVP. not the point of this conversation right now. Him and KD had the same amount of but and Kawhi going the same amount of finals. MVPs. Going back to the point, the point that I was trying to get at was it became cool to put Kobe really high in like your yeah. top all time rankings, but then like after that. People like it became cool to hate on Kobe. Yeah. It became cool to like go the exact opposite way, the exact opposite way, and be different. And be like, oh, everyone's like overrating Kobe because he's really like because he just died. Like he's not even like top fifteen. Okay, that that's that's whack. That was a thing. That was a that was a thing that happened where people, people said he's not top fifteen. The, people started hating case. on Kobe like because it was cool to like him or to overrate him. I guess like, I think it went the exact opposite yeah, way. No, I think when yeah. he died, I put him at like seven. Yeah, that's valid. And now he's but at you're like missing, nine or ten. You're, you're missing the point. It's not about yeah. Kobe. No, okay. it's, that's think. just an example about yeah. like, and like the whole opinion thing. The last thing I'll say on this for me and like is people use these opinions and will live their lives based on these opinions. Yeah, on an unchecked like opinions and like the easiest the easiest way to talk about this is about COVID and like I'm not saying this is right or wrong like how I believe. Like people like there was a point in time where like I yeah. remember people were like oh like masks don't work like masks are useless. Like, so you don't need to wear a mask and it's okay if you're going to say that, but you better have yeah X, Y, and Z reasons as to why it, like you think like, like you need to have statistics backing it up. Yeah. And especially if you're going to live your life in that regard or like people are like, oh, like and risk like other if, people's if, yeah, lives. Gonna, like it's yeah. not just about you or like, oh, like, like COVID like is like, like travels through like some, like the, like is airborne. Like if you just walk outside and like you're gonna get COVID if somebody has COVID. Yeah. So you're, like, so you're gonna, so you're gonna hold up in your house for the for the next two years. Well, if you're gonna do that, you need to know exactly why you're doing that. Like you need to understand like how COVID is is travels like with the transmission factors and, and that kind of stuff. Like yeah. if you're going to dramatically alter your life on an opinion of somebody else that you're not gonna like research or like check or you're just gonna take as gospel because it's from a news source or from someone who is quote unquote accredited. I think that's a mistake to you and to the people around you. I would agree. People just need to be informed. Yeah. Do your own research. All right, that's all I have to say about that. Daniel?
What is something we don't do as enough as a society? So this is like, I guess it's a pretty common take, but um, it relates to like basically iPad kids, that kind of thing. Like Facts. How, how, people, <laughs> Holy crap. how people raise their kids. And I'll, I'll preface everything that I'm about to say with uh, some credentials here. I was, a camp, <laughs> I, I was a camp counselor for multiple years in high school. So I've seen and had First to deal. Hand. I've had to deal with a lot of kids. Gen Z ages, ages. I think like three or four. I think it was four to like thirteen. Yeah, so I got like the whole childhood age age range really before you go to high school. So holy crap! Yeah, so I've seen a lot of kids. Like I've had to deal with a lot of kids who don't. You behave. know a thing or two because you've seen a thing. Exactly, or two. It's like who don't behave how accordingly a good kid should, and like. I don't know. I felt like I was always very well behaved when I was a kid. Like I was never getting into trouble or anything like that. Can I cut you off and ask you a question here? Do you think, because you come from like a military background, right? Yeah. Do you think like the military upbringing is a real thing? Like, do you think it? it it's like, absolutely a real thing. I don't think I got as much of it as like I don't know. Maybe you think, or maybe. Yeah, I would. I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. But, but it is a thousand percent a real thing. Um. It depends on more so on the branch as well because like my dad was coast guard and like we didn't we were we were lucky that we didn't have to move a lot because i know a lot of families who are army marines air yeah. force who move all the time and like i don't know i just don't think i would i wouldn't like to do that like it just kind of sucks but yeah. it's absolutely a real thing like discipline um because it's what your your parent your dad or your mom whoever's in the service is is that's what they learn like if they go to an academy they go through any sort of like training that's what they get drilled into them every day and like that's gonna get passed on to you in one way or another yeah um and like with me and my brother i like i feel like we got raised pretty normal like we weren't like my parents were never really like super strict like or military anything. rats no we weren't like that at all really but my parents were never super strict or anything like that but at the same time, there was a level of respect and a level of discipline that was definitely passed down onto us that, and honestly, it was just equal from my mom who was not in the military mm -hmm. as it was from my dad. Cause my mom was the one who was around us more cause she was a teacher. So her schedule lined up with our schedule and we were in school and stuff. So she was always around us and like Dylan and I, we like, we learned very quickly. We do not cross our mom. Like facts. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. So that I definitely agree with with that. But back to my my point here. So many kids like you can tell when a kid has parents who don't know how to discipline them within the first 10, 15 minutes. That you Agreed. Meet. Yeah. 10, so 15 true. minutes that you meet them. Like we would have kids come into our camp right away and we could tell if they were going to be difficult to deal with or if they were going to be easy, good kid. It's it's that fast. And like. It reflects on the parent more than it does on the kid because the kid is like he doesn't know better no they don't know better their kids are very like malleable susceptible, susceptible yeah. to influence yeah. like they just catch on to what people around them do so like we can tell if we could tell very quickly if it was going to be rough to deal with if you and can like some of that some of that could be related to like behavioral issues that aren't really the kid's fault or the parent's fault um just like I don't know if that's psychological or whatever. You can chime in. Yeah. Mr. yeah. Well, there's these things called like ACEs. It's called like adverse childhood experiences. And it's like, it's usually like, it's just basically when fucked up stuff happens in your childhood. Yeah. And like, there's like a scientific correlation between 
kids who are called ace kids because they undergo these things and like yeah. and the symptoms they display like in, in like uh, young adulthood and stuff mm-hmm. but i still think a lot of it or like there's there is that component of it but a lot of it is just people just i don't want to say raise their kids right but yeah they just i don't know i think they they lack a, a true upbringing and i think one thing that blows my mind is when kids talk back to their parents like yes. aggressively yes I'm, oh like, my like, god when i'm around that I've, i'm like holy shit like you did like I would. I'll tell them. I'm like, dude, don't talk to your mother like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. or don't talk Literally. to your dad like that. Like, relax. And I think it's something to do with. I don't know if it kind of goes back to the whole being bluntly honest thing. Like, it's common nowadays to like, yeah, protect your kids' feelings or something. You bubble wrap your kids. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like, dude, that's your kid. Like, you need to make sure that you form this child into a functioning member of society. Yeah. yeah. Of some menace that's going to run around and some menace <laughs> yeah but like Hold and down. a lot of kids end up growing out of that but like in their formative years when they're younger like that that age range but I was sti- talking it about, sticks with them there's still yeah. some principles that will stick with yeah them. and it they're going to learn it from your from their parent or they're going to learn it from someone else at some point like some kids like you're going to learn respect at some point yeah one yeah. way or another if, if it it could go all the way from getting in a fight it could go all the way to like getting thrown in jail like you're gonna yeah. learn getting bullied yeah you're gonna learn one way or another and i think it if you're if you're a parent and you're not teaching your kid like how to behave properly and like respect other people when they're younger yeah, yeah. You're and not, like you're some not people doing it right. are just afraid to tell their kids no exactly and then, so they think they're like these kids are just think that they should get everything they, they own want, the world and they S- such an entitled cultural entitlement that has just been like, fostered yeah, oh by my this. gosh it's ridiculous like kids like can't understand the word no or like can't be told no without having a meltdown like th- I mean, I like wouldn't even say happens, just kids. Like, like there are people like I would say in their like that are teenagers, yeah. young adults who still like when you tell them no, like they just don't know how to take it. Like I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, be foul or anything, but like I'll see people post like you know like you deserve this, like you deserve that, you deserve so much better. Like no, you don't. <laughs> you deserve everything you get. I can get down Which, with whatever. that. People, people have bad luck. People get put in unfortunate circumstances. Don't get me wrong. They, they do not deserve, you know, abuse, punishment for, like, you know, over over abuse, stuff like that. But, like, a lot of times, like, so many things are self-inflicted. So don't let I, – I just hate perpetuating this idea that, it's a you lack know, of you're, entitled, you're entitled to a, a good, happy, material life when you if, – if you've never worked for it. You can find happiness in other things. Don't get me wrong, right? But, like – if you think that like I'm entitled to have nice things like this and that, blah, 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 et cetera, but you, you know, you don't put the work in for it, just like Michael Jordan said, you're not entitled, you're not entitled to shit, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're born and you have 18 years with your parents and they give you everything pretty much. Or Hopefully. Most, the, the good, yeah. If yeah. you have good parents, they, they would do that. So like, obviously my heart goes out to those who weren't as fortunate as we were. But then after that, like you got to figure it out on your own you know what i mean like you i, I just don't like this idea that like of enti- like fostering this entitlement sense that that our generation has but um i mean i guess i'll go something we don't do enough as a society this is kind of counter counter into or like i guess it goes against what i just said but not really goes against but helping a brother out and i said <laughs> i say that all the time you know what you guys know i say that all the time yeah i'm all about helping a brother out yeah like if you can just go out of your way just a little bit, but make someone's day, 
than well, like I'll, I think a better word for what you're looking for is selflessness. Yeah, because that not to be as hundred percent as counterintuitive as what you're just talking. Yeah, about. selflessness. Like people don't want to help a brother out these days, and I'm not talking like you know you see a homeless dude on the side of the road and you like you give him a, like five bucks. Like not necessarily that, but like even if it's your friends, right? If you can go above and beyond to make their day, like let's say like t- tomorrow, like you know they're like um you guys want to go out to lunch like just pick up the bill once in a while like i, I get it. it's like it's like you know not many people do that but like pay it forward because you know who knows like maybe next time they'll do it for you or they'll do it for someone else Saul's never done that for me we're missing Bro, that i want to pay it today for, the pay it forward thing is real because like when i was like little like my dad would take me to pirates games and he would scalp tickets like yeah and there was like one like this is like a core memory for me like we were like it was me Derek and my dad and my dad was like scalping tickets and I always hated when my dad scalped tickets because I'm like we're never gonna get to this game like it's stupid yeah so like he's like holding up his three fingers for the three tickets and this lady's like oh do you need like tickets my dad's like yeah he's like he's like how much are you asking and she's like here just take them and just pay it forward and like my dad like low key almost like broke down and like he like sat like after that yeah. game like he sat Derek da- and I down and had like a two hour lecture in like this like Pittsburgh like ghetto neighborhood I'm like. And I was not trying to hear it because yeah. I was like eight at the time. And I was like, this is lost on me. But like now that I look back on it, like the pay it forward attitude is real. Yeah, it is. And it's like if you can teach your, if you can like make that a core memory in your kid or you're early on, like you've already, you've done a good thing already. Like and you've done something important in their formative years. Like just help a brother. It, I just feel like it's not that hard. Just help a brother out. It's like if you can help somebody out without inconveniencing yourself, why would you not do it? That's what I'm saying, but I mean, even if you have to inconvenience yourself a little bit, like just offer like, hey, I'll drive, something like that, right? Like, you know, I just, I just don't think it's that hard, but I don't know. Some people just yeah, don't want to. People are just self-involved. You gotta, you gotta start looking at the scope, but you gotta broaden your horizons and look at the scope. Like, you know, it's not just me in this world. Like, oh it's not God, just me yeah. in this life. Like, some people need. We gotta that. get through it, and that's. That is something that applies to the, you know, not hurt, getting your feelings hurt by honesty. Like everything we just talked about is, you know, start thinking that they're like, we're, we're on this earth for 80 years, right? Maybe 90, maybe a hundred. And we have, yeah, we've been given people who we surround ourselves with who are going through the same things that we do. So why wouldn't we just all work together and get through it together rather than, you know, just shit on people. But Amen. I don't know. All right. Well, um, we're going to have our first call-in guest today. Actually. Oh, no way. So this is someone who I respect a lot and saw, I know we all do, and someone who I, I've become friends with recently. But um, I think you're going to be excited for this one, Daniel. So oh, gosh. Let's, let's get the call going. Do you have any guesses This who is, is really official. If this is Maeve. <laughs> All right. Hello. Who, oh my God! It is, Maeve. <laughs> Hi. Can Hi, you Maeve. hear us? All right, Maeve. Yes, I can hear you guys. Perfect. Thank you for calling in. You're on Go Talk. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm so excited to be on Go Talk. I feel so honored. I'm so glad we were able to surprise Daniel. <laughs> Facts. He was. Um, he was like, is, "If this is Maeve, it's yeah, crazy." Right before, they, right before you picked up the phone, I was like, "She's like, you have any guesses?" And I was like, "Oh my God, if this is Maeve." And then here you are. Yeah, when I asked what you were doing today, I totally knew. I was just like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is a setup. This has been a where, setup from the from the jump. It was. I've been ambushed. Where Where are you joining us from, Maeve? Are you still in New Jersey? 
Yeah, so I'm in Spring Lake, New Jersey right now. It's right on the Jersey Shore. My grandparents, have a, we have a family house here. Um, so, yeah, I'm just here for the week, having a great time at the beach. It's a beautiful day on the shore. So, yeah, I can't complain. I'm having a great, a great time. Valid. Valid. So, you, you already know the oh, question. For those of you who don't know, Daniel and Maver are dating. Yeah, yeah this is my girlfriend yeah. of, what is it, one and a half years now? This is yeah, today is actually our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh my God, it is. <laughs> I totally well, knew that. Couldn't have scripted that any better. I think, I think this is this is a relationship that all of us look up to. Like, yeah, we all aspire to have this We We want to have a relationship like Daniel and Maeve. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. So that's a good segue into our question, which you don't know. I don't yeah, think you didn't give me this one. I didn't. Do I know this? It's, it's on the Google Doc, but damn, you didn't share it with me. Maeve, do you believe in soulmates? Oh Jesus, we're getting into this. <laughs> we had to. Yeah. Okay. So I do really like that question. Um, it's so funny because it's something that I've talked about recently. Um, and I know not everyone is going to have obviously the same opinion on this, but I definitely do believe in soulmates and a lot of it does stem from just what I believe like my mm-hmm. spiritual beliefs and just what I believe about the world and I think a lot of the reason why I believe that is like I believe that you know nothing happens for a reason I don't believe in coincidences I believe oh, I'm sorry everything happens for a reason I don't believe in coincidences and I do believe that mm-hmm. you know we kind of have a path in this world that was kind of meant to be um in a, in a sense um, so yeah, I, I do believe in soulmates. I mean, part of that is like, I am just kind of a hopeless romantic and I do believe that there are just, a, there is a higher power out there that we can't control. And, and again, like I said, that kind of stems from my religious beliefs, but, um, I believe that there's, I mean, not magic in the sense of like Harry Potter magic, but I do believe there is a higher power and uh, energies in the world that we kind of can't control and that are not like controlling us like the fates, but do, you know, create occurrences that we can't really explain in human terms. And I think soulmates kind of tie into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of it also stems from the fact that on paper, Daniel and I would, should not be doing it. We should not be getting along as, as much as we do. Um, and we didn't yeah, initially. No, I, I, yeah. I, I, to preface yeah, that. that is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Sorry, yeah, so yeah I, I do believe in soulmates. I mean, maybe I'm a hopeless romantic, but um, there's nothing wrong with answer. that either. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. Yeah. And I think it's, it's fate, right? Like, I, I know yeah. Saul and I definitely have talked about that, and we believe that to an extent. That I think I'm the opposite, honestly. And I don't know if it's just because of, like, I'm not a very religious guy. Yeah. Like, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, ju- I just think, like, you you make your own destiny. Like, it's not predetermined. No one else makes it for you. So, yeah. That's I mean, just on the topics of soulmates, t- religion aside, I believe that there is one person out there that is, like, I guess the quote unquote right for you, but I yeah. believe that there are other people that can make you happy and yeah. that you can live your life with and be and just be like completely satisfied. Yes, yeah, so I literally completely agree. That and I think most people kind of on that, I think most people go through life never finding their soulmate. Or they just find someone that like like you said, makes you happy, you can love them, you can, you know, marry them and be, you know, happy or not marry them, just be with them for the, your whole lives. Um but yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a rare thing to find your soulmate and like you might not even ever find it which is kind of sad to think about but um i agree so i think you can find people that you are just as good as or basically a soulmate yeah and i also want to say i think a soulmate doesn't have to be like a spouse like i think a soulmate can be yeah. a best friend or can be just someone that you just like that gets you really well yeah in like a very platonic yeah. sense yeah i i completely agree with that as well 
I've never thought about it like that, but I, I mean, I guess you have a point. Like, it doesn't have to be a romantic sense. But going back to what you said, Maeve, about you, you and Daniel wouldn't work on paper. Like that, I, that I feel like is just so much like proof of a soulmate, right? Because it's fine. You find someone who like yeah. actually does like, I guess, complete you. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're just we're very opposite in a lot of ways. So it but becomes a complete person. Yeah, together. but it it works out. I don't yeah, really I don't really know I, why. I don't really have an explanation. I just think it's like we understand each other very well, and like it really doesn't matter like how our personalities are different as you just like understand somebody like that. Yeah, so. kind of both of kind of what you guys both said. I think that also ties into my belief of, of soulmate and like there's no explanation really. <laughs> like we can't kind of like what Daniel was saying. Like you can't really explain it. It just kind of fits. Um, yeah, I like exactly what you both said, and that kind of ties into my belief um, a lot. So, do you think if you weren't as religious as you are, would you believe in soulmates and fate, or like, because the way you described it, you kind of said, "Yeah, I'm religious, and I, like I believe in fate," but then you also said there's some sort of energy or higher being that wasn't necessarily like strictly like adhering to your Catholic belief. Oh yeah, well, I mean, so I'm religious in the sense that, like, I was raised Catholic, but I anyone who knows me knows that I don't agree with half the things the Catholic, more than half the Catholic things that the Catholic Church does. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm kind of, I kind of, now that I'm getting older, I've taken that Catholic upbringing and like what I believe about my faith and a higher power. And like, yes, I believe in, in God. Like, do I think it's a white haired man who controls everything? And, yeah. you know, you're just, yeah, no, I don't believe in that. Like, I think, my Catholic upbringing has kind of taught me that there is something out there that's greater than us. And like, I personally believe that is like God and overarching, you know, omnipresent, like present force. But I also think that present force is an energy. And I do kind of have taken that Catholic faith and broaden it to, obviously I'm very tolerant of all faiths. And I do kind of believe that we're all believing in the same thing, just with different terms. Um, And I do believe in energies and like, um, and I think that kind of is an overarching thing. Like I believe in whatever we believe God is that energies and forces and like presence kind of all tie into that. And that's all the same thing just with, like I said before, different words. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I would believe in soulmates. Um, cause I think I just have a personality that believes there's more to like everyday life. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're like, too I, damn happy yeah. all the time. That's why you believe <laughs> that's in it. <laughs> you're, too, you're too positive. That's, that's a good thing. That's, that's such a great that's need exactly why that. she would believe in soulmates. That's why you guys are soulmates, because you're just so damn negative all the time. I'm man. not even that negative <laughs> all the time. Like <laughs> just hating. Yeah. I know it's funny because you like obviously the joke is that Daniel's a hater and people don't seem smile that much, but I mean, obviously we're dating and we love each other and I, he's going to smile around me, but like, I, I see him smile all the time. Like I, I like, yeah, he's a hater, but like, I constantly see him smiling and laughing and yeah, you know. Saul called me out the last yeah, podcast. Had he's had like, like, like someone gave like, him a smile. He's like, he's like, I've never seen him smile the entire time I've lived with him, which is not true, yeah. but he got a little <laughs> smirk on him right now. Yeah. I mean, Daniel, you do have an art to not giving a fuck. Sorry. <laughs> my friend, but <laughs> I love it. Perfectly, but put. I think I think that's one of the things that makes people like you guys work is like there has to be somebody who like not that you're like over like bearing me or that you care too much, yeah. But there has to be like an art of letting the little things go. Like if you get hung mm-hmm. up on the little things, yes. I think it's that'll it'll never work. That was what happened when we like initially kind of met yeah. each other is we were got, like really mm-hmm. got bothered by little things that each other did, and after a while we were like, who cares? Yeah, I yeah. Think that's a very you know, so I had thing. this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saul and I talked about this 
a couple number of cycles. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. So we talked exactly about that. Um, and I agree. Like the like holding on to the little things. A is immature. Um, and B, like what how I see is like or how I believe you can make a relationship work. And yes, I'm kind of ignoring like big issues. And like obviously, Daniel and I aren't married. We're not kids. Like we're not dealing with like real world big issues yet. But mm-hmm. like. A, letting go of the little things, and B, like, just remembering that you love each other, and, like, that's kind of all that should matter, and, like, that's why I think you let the little things go, because, I mean, Daniel and I don't really fight, kind of everyone knows that, like, obviously, we fought at the beginning of a relationship, and now we don't, because if there ever was an argument maybe even brewing, like, we're both just kind of let things go that don't matter, like, I don't know, what we're, like, I can't even think of something that we've even come close to arguing about, but I know, like, deciding where to go eat like both of, neither one of us are going to press or get mad about where we're going to go because we both know like it doesn't matter and we love each other and we just want to go eat each other we just go eat it, like i know we just go eat at different places anyways like that's just what ends yeah. up exactly. happening <laughs> exactly yeah but we're okay with it and we're like, not gonna like i just go in a pinch chipotle you, you know? get your thai food it is what it is yeah which could be a metaphor for for life just <laughs> that's just like a you know, that's, that's yeah. like a good Together. summary of like how we work though like we spend yeah, so long is, like yeah. deciding on like random stuff and at the end of the day we're like whatever let's just go yeah we just want to be together at the end of the day yeah. like we can that's sweet so people worry through. so much about like the journey and the path they take and they forget about the destination oh we're getting into this now well, wow. I, just, I think that's i think that's what that they're saying is like like mave and daniel they just like realize that, that their end like goal is just like as long as we're around each other we're be fine other, it doesn't yeah. matter how we get to that yeah. exactly yeah that's why like Oh, sorry, Fish, you can go. No, I was just saying I respect that. Like, that's that's a great answer. Damn. We've come Thank a, you. I love how you guys are hyping us up. <laughs> we've come a long <laughs> way from great. me slandering your sense of time. <laughs> well, she doesn't know you, you did that yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know you did that. <laughs> uh, sp- okay. spoiler, spoiler alert. You, I, you know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking when I was showering right before this? I was like, I bet you Daniel's going to talk about why I'm always late. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, we talked about biggest pet peeves. That was the first thing I thought of. But like again, no. this wait, 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 wait. Again, you can go. You can this go. this goes back to letting the little things go because your sense of time yeah. is awful. But like, yeah, we never really have anywhere that we need to go that's so important. Like if we're late for a date function, yeah. who fucking cares? Like it doesn't matter <laughs> at all. Like at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, and that's why like I can let it go. But I was just talking about more yeah. like in a professional mm-hmm. sense, like being on time is very important. Yes, and like I'm never late to class. Like I'm not late to my job. Like I am on time for that. And like I'm not gonna be late for important things in our lives. Don't worry about that. Like I, but yeah. And also like I, I think what helps in this situation is that I know I have a work schedule. I'm like I'm aware. But I know it's it runs my in the biggest, family. my biggest flaw. Yeah, it runs in my family. But what I always do joke about to you, Daniel, and I'm just letting Shush and Saul know is that like there's also well whenever we get close to Margaret I'm always like there are worse things I could do or like if you're like yeah exactly yeah know, like, at the end of the day I really don't care song. yeah I'm like you know there are worse things I can do I mean obviously that's very annoying if you're doing it constantly to important things which like I I don't think I do that but I mean I could yeah no if it but takes you another like, like 20 minutes like, to like yeah get ready for dinner put makeup on yeah, her, yeah. it really doesn't <laughs> matter at the end of the day yeah all right, let, let's let's switch gears a little bit to you, Maeve, because we know that you're very politically inclined, and I respect the hell out of it, the fact that you <laughs> you put your money where your mouth is in the sense that you actually do go out and protest and 
you know, you. you're very well informed and you're you fight for what you believe. Yeah. She went out and, and yeah. to, she was in DC. We live in the DC area. She lived 10 minutes from my house back mm-hmm. home. Um, mm-hmm. And w- went home uh, just like before yeah. she goes and studies Friday abroad. Night. And yeah. she went with my mother That's to sick. the <laughs> March for Our Lives protest in DC. That's so cool. That's, yeah. yeah, couple yeah. goals. Couple goals. So, because oh. my mom's a my mom's a teacher. Uh-huh. I think I already mentioned that. So, like this, the issue of gun control and that school, makes sense why your mom was is, there because is I really important to her because she yeah. is a teacher. Yeah. I didn't understand. Like, I mean, I get like people can go for any reason, but I was just I thought it was curious yeah. that your mom went. But now that makes yeah. so much more sense to me. So, your political yeah. science, right? Or are you public policy? Yeah, so I'm um, double majoring in. Uh, international studies and political science and okay. I'm minoring in women and gender studies. Okay, perfect. So this is kind of right up your alley and I, I, I prefaced this to you earlier, but what is one yeah. law that you would make tomorrow? You can only make one law and like it stands for the rest of time, but what's that one law that you would make tomorrow? I love this question. I've been thinking about it, but I feel like it's one of those things where, especially as a political science student and someone who is learning and would consider, I consider myself somewhat well-versed in our country's Mm -hmm. legal system, but obviously I'm still learning and I want to be more um, educated and knowledgeable about how effective laws are and like how you write specific laws and how you can create certain laws to be the most effective. So obviously I'm still learning. Um, Because a part of me wants to answer this question and like be all annoying and say like, oh, I want to make a moral law. (laughs) Like I don't want to like, you know, be, I want to answer the question correctly. So Mm -hmm. Just because I'm, I know that laws themselves, you can create a law, but that doesn't mean that you're going to change the issue that the law is trying to address. Like we all know that culture and um, like socialization, that's what actually changes a society. And like, that's what, if you want to change something, you have to do it within the people. I mean, I strongly believe power to the people. I know you said that one time on, on the podcast and I was like, yeah, <laughs> um, but valid. I think, yeah, I, I would just, I would have to say, I, I, it would have to be something along equality and human rights because that's, that's my big one. I, I want to do work with mm-hmm. international human rights and um, that's a really big issue for me, just like protecting innocent, protecting those that don't have a voice um, and making sure that everyone is equal in the eyes of the law. Um, so honestly, I would probably add, just because this country so heavily and so fervently loves the Constitution, I would probably want to make an amendment I would actually, I'll go with my dream here. Okay. I really like the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, okay. But I think when it was written back in the 70s, it was not written in a way that would be sustainable now. So I would want to rewrite the Equal Rights Amendment um, to include other intersections besides gender and sex um, and kind of make, have the language in there so it's completely clear within our legal system and within our constitution um, that equality based on a plethora of different inter- intersections are always going to be guaranteed under the law. Just say, um, like, all people. Just leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, you would have to specify certain minority intersections that are heavily discriminated against, discriminated against in the United States, but I would probably do that and call it, um, like, the Equal Rights for All Amendment instead of just the, you know, Equal Rights, obviously, for women. That's what you think of when you think of the ERA. Um, yeah, I would... I would include that i would include um bodily autonomy in there as well just to make everything clear when, when maeve's president that's first on the docket right uh, there that's perfect that was a very ar- yeah. well articulated 
speech. That was yeah, and that was a great Thank like you. thoughtful response to something that's not like a Thank single you. issue, but what has yeah. has fixes for multiple issues and could impact a lot of change. Yeah. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Thank you. I, I just think the ERA itself was um, a really respectable document in its time. But I mean, it, the people who still are pushing it today, I don't think they're aware that. I mean, maybe some are, but it needs to be updated, the wording. For yeah. What was, what was the thing? I think it was you. You posted on your Instagram story something at the Jefferson Memorial. The quote that's on the wall in there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah mom, that. Your mom, your mom sent that to me. Oh, really? <laughs> Shout out, mom. <laughs> Shout out, Mrs. Mom knows, mom knows what's up. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I really, I really like that quote, and I think it applies very well to like. Do you know the, either? You know the quote. It's I know the basis of it, and the basis of it is basically I like. Read it. I have it. Yeah, let, oh, let me read it. Maeve's got it in her camera roll, probably. Yeah. Like, you, don't, you don't need to, you don't need to <laughs> mansplain Thomas Jefferson. To us. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll, yeah. I'll shut up. Yeah, Daniel, remember when you were trying to mansplain? This is fun. I think Aiden stuck up for me a little bit. You were like trying to mansplain how a court, like how the court works, and I was like, Daniel, what I need court? to be a lawyer. Like I know. Yeah. You remember that? No, I don't remember How that. How a trial works. It was funny, but... I'm about to mute to your mic, Daniel. Daniel does not mansplain, mansplain much. He really doesn't. He's a great guy. <laughs> there, there's been moments. Happens. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this is on the Jefferson Memorial, and it says, for, you know, all of Jefferson's faults, but it does say, I am not an advocate for frequent changes in laws and constitutions, but laws and institutions must go hand-in-hand hand with the progress of the human mind. Mm-hmm. As that becomes more developed, more enlightened, as new discoveries are made, new truths discovered, and manners and opinions change. With the change of circumstances, institutions must advance also to keep pace with the times. We might as well require a man to wear still the coat which fitted him when he was a boy, as civilized societies to remain ever under the regime of their barbarous ancestors. That's a great on, quote. On That's the wall, yeah. on the wall in the Jefferson Memorial. Yeah. In Something yeah. that I kind of yeah, like. Me, it gives me chills. It's crazy how like articulate these guys were like yeah. 300 years ago. Oh my gosh, I know. I mean, he wrote like you don't see quotes like that so. nowadays. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. So I was like, I mean, I I also frequently think about how we're losing our our language and our skill and just like our articulation. Um, and a part of that is technology, and a lot of us don't care as much about accurate speech anymore as a society i'm not trying to like criticize anyone no we talked about that earlier shish is over here like gesturing yeah like because i said i told you people don't pick up the damn phone these days everyone wants to text (laughs) shish is just an old head that's what that's what this podcast is really i really am specifically this episode is like bro we're getting old like i feel like i'm talking like an old man like my parents would talk to me yeah Yeah. like all these kids these days they don't know what's up like they're not disciplined like that kind of thing dude we we started the podcast off talking about that too is like when you get older, you start realizing maybe my old man or maybe my mom. Yeah, maybe they weren't they, so maybe bad. Maybe they knew a thing or two, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. I I was laughing the other day because I can just picture Daniel being like that old man who's going to start his first and tell him. I could not hear a word you just <laughs> said <laughs> through all your giggling. <laughs> okay, well Daniel was talking about how his grandpa used to shoot. Oh yeah, blue jays or something. And Daniel was like, "Oh, I would never shoot blue jays," but. I was laughing so hard because I could just picture Daniel. Yeah, the story on. was. Do you want me to tell the story? <laughs> yes, you tell. So the story was my my mom's dad, so my grandfather. Yeah, used to sit in like an armchair in his house in Banner Elk, North Carolina. So was your your dad? Because I know your dad's side of the family is military, right? Yeah. So my was, my mom's dad was Air Force. He fought. Okay. He flew F F fours in Vietnam. So wow. both, that's crazy. Both both ways. Both grandparents. 
both no longer with us, but both were in the military. My dad, a lot of respect for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he would sit in his in like an armchair, like a lazy boy armchair, and open his like sliding glass door to his deck, and there was he had like a bird feeder out there. Yeah, because like. I don't know. Watching birds is cool and all. Yeah, old people love bird feeders. Yeah, dude, honestly, like we have bird feeders and shit at like my house, and it's cool to watch them. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. No, like, my I, grandma damn, has one. I That's some DMV old, shit. I feel old, bro. But um, <laughs> anyways, he would he would always like he had the, like this pellet gun and this BB gun, and he would shoot at the blue jays that would come into the bird feeder because the blue jays were always bigger than the other birds and would scare off every other bird species. So he would just shoot at them like through like on yeah. his in yeah. his house. Jeez. Through his door, like through the screen door. There were holes in the screen door oh from my pellets God. and shoot at these blue jays. He was a sharpshooter like that with a BB gun? Yeah, I guess. I, bro, that that's that's a great way to spend your free time, isn't it? Yeah. As, yeah. An, older guy, and, as an older person. And that's why Maeve's giggling. She's like, oh, I could totally see you being that guy. Oh, I definitely can too. <laughs> and the funny part is, I don't know if I told you this, Maeve, but like, I've been told my entire, entire life that I look oh. just like yes. that grandparent and act just like him. Valid. Yeah. Yeah. No, you told me that a million times. I love it. I think it's it's so sweet. You are you him reincarnated? That's what I've been told. Valid. Yeah. Could be. Well, you, you take and tell. You, except you're going to be shooting Kyrie Irving with a BB gun for the greater <laughs> good so. of humanity. God. <laughs> to, to get KD a ring. <laughs> I don't care about KD, but sure. Mm. So going back, I mean, I don't know if you have anything for this all, but my my answer would be congressional term limits. Like we got, we got. Yeah, your guys are a lot deeper than yeah. my answer was going to be. People are bo both sides yeah, of the aisle. Be like, hey, mine was like, no one works on Friday. Yeah, like. I would say mine was a joke, but I was going <laughs> to implement like this is like because like I'm like a big like health component. I think yeah. a big problem in this country is obesity, and I would say I would institute yeah. tax policy based on on like body that weight. is so that foul. is wild no we're that not is that's wild. so okay, just, wait, that's I, just the anti-fat I, I know it's not feasible i know it's not feasible and all this stuff but it's just like it would what what is a better way to encourage somebody to, to be healthy than to put their and financials at risk you know what i actually like this because it takes it would take so much strain okay. off of like the healthcare system yes it would but why don't but we could also like you could tax the companies that are selling such unhealthy food that's causing the obesity problem. Yes, but this is, this is this is sad. But like at the end of the day, like like big business is like has more power than the government. But you also, but you like. Oh yeah. You choose what you put it's, in your body. Yeah, though. it's also the the, the person's like, fault. Like if I go to McDonald's and eat, like I can eat one eat cheeseburger or I can eat fifteen cheeseburgers, yeah. right? Like the one person who eats yeah. one cheeseburger will be fine. The person who eats fifteen is gonna get obese. It's not about. I feel like, I've, is there like one single food that like if you eat it, like you're just gonna. Like if you eat it in moderation, you'll be straight. I feel like, that, that, yeah. But also, like I know there's, I understand that there's other like issues. Like I mean, the fact that yeah. a cheeseburger is a dollar and a salad is six dollars. Like that's a big problem. But I still yeah. think that a lot of, I don't even want to say a lot of, but a large portion of, of the health issue is just stems from people, their choices. Like 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 yeah. self control. Like just not even like a fifteen minute walk for people who are grossly overweight would make a world of difference. And like. Yeah, because it also is, it's also the people who can afford it as well. Like, I do, I think there's a big difference between people who are obese and, you know, are in deep, in deep poverty and they don't have the access to, like, healthy and clean, clean mm -hmm. foods yes. that can help them to be lower weight. And I, I know you know that's all. Um, but, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's ridiculous that there are, I mean, I also think it's ridiculous that there are people who can afford so much food that they have to go to waste. And then there's people in our own country that, are starving day to day and they don't they can't even get they can't afford anything other than one mcdonald's a hamburger a day yeah. i mean I'm, I'm not even yeah i i 
Yeah. And yeah. those people aren't even the ones who are probably obese. It's probably the ones who are these mega rich people who like hundreds of dollars of food go to waste um, and then are still choosing to be eating unhealthy. Yeah. Saul does not let food go to waste. It's the one thing I'll Saul cleans him. his plate. Yeah. I'm part of the clean plate crew every time. Clean, clean plate, plate crew. Clean plate club right there. <laughs> the president. Yeah. You said in one of the. You said in one of the other podcasts, all you were like, you were raised on like always finishing your plate, never letting get, never letting food go to waste. And I was raised the exact same way. Like my mm-hmm. dad was like, you take what you want, you eat what you take. And like we, yeah. I was raised on like never wasting food. I always take food home from restaurants. I totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah, like my grandma will always say, she's like, you can get whatever you want, but you just have to eat. You got to eat it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I think it's a extremely positive mindset to have, just because it it teaches you not to waste your own food and to be aware of how much food you're eating but also it's i think it's respecting those who don't have as much food 100 like percent yeah. abusing it yeah all right well on that note i think we're nearing the time so i hope we didn't take too much of your time Maeve. but thank you so much for calling in and for the yeah, great no, answers not at all. This is, thank you it was, thank you so much for having me i love goat talk i'm um, just a big fan i'm so glad you guys are doing this yeah um, thank you thank so, you yeah, I'm so honored, and I'm glad to hear Daniel's voice and be on here with him. <laughs> Maeve really is one of our most loyal listeners. Yeah, honestly. She skips all the NBA <laughs> stuff. But her, yeah. her and Daniel both. I don't mind that. Her and Daniel both. I'm, that's I'm, true. I'm GoTalk's biggest fan. I'll yeah, say. he hyped us up, gave us a positive he, review. He did. That's true. Oh, good, good. I mean, I listened to some of the NBA stuff last episode, or the third episode, just letting you guys know. I tried to listen to some. We appreciate that. Yeah, it's just we a really bunch do. of jargon, and then yeah. it somehow turns into de- degenerate hating. Yep. Um, I just call everyone mid. That's what happens every time. And then I talk about how it should be called mid talk at this point. If if <laughs> speaking okay, I'm, I'll get into this. I'll I'll say this for later. But speaking of mid, I know where this is. Yeah, going. you know where this is going. But thank you so much, Maeve, for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Maeve. Yeah, of course. I'll see you guys later. Bye, bye, Daniel. Bye, Maeve. Bye, Maeve. All right. Well. One last parting thought. That Drake album was so mid. Yeah, speaking of fucking <laughs> mid, dude. dude. Okay, for, for context, Shashir and I, after you went to bed, Salt, last night after game six, Drake, surprise, dropped a new album, a new studio album at midnight after the finals. And that was the worst Drake album of all time. It's not close. It was uh, so disappointing. Yeah, it was so bad. I have a clip that Chris sent me. And I'm just gonna play. And this is when the intro is playing. And this is how like this should be outside. For, you can't see the video at home, but it's me lying down on the couch and Daniel sitting on the couch. And my my hands are over my eyes, and I'm like getting ready to listen. The intro is on, and this is what I say. Here, I said uh, it might be inaudible, but I said this is about to bang. It, in <laughs> the fact, intro was gas. I'm it not was why the 30 second intro that got me excited. I was like, oh boy, this. Is I sat be up when, when the first start s- started playing, and I was like, okay, okay. And then every song was the same. It was yeah. like just club music. It was shitty club music. Ten songs were pretty much the just that. The effects on his voice as well. Drake has a good natural voice. Like he doesn't need all the so effects true. on it, and it's just ruined. It like even though it is not typical Drake style, like that ruined the style that he was trying to go for. I just I just can't Crazy. get behind that anymore. No. I'm just done with and it. And Shashir, we we were going through every every single song on on the album and just hoping the next one would be better. And it just never got better. It never got better. It actually w- the, the last song is the best song, but that's cuz yeah. he's actually rapping, but every song was the same. It saved the album 
by giving it a three out of ten instead of a one out of ten. Yeah. And that's coming from me. I, I this is the biggest Drake yeah. stan of all time, yeah, right? Mass, here. Pretty yeah. much. So extremely disappointed. Yeah. So did you listen to it this morning? I've listened to a few songs. I have listened to Jimmy Cooks, right? Yeah. yeah. I I do like that song, but it's yeah, good. everything else. The intro I do like the intro. I mean for what for it's what like it's a worth. Thirty second yeah. instrumental. Yeah, for for like. what it's worth. And but everything else I've heard so far I haven't each song has a one minute outro too. Dude, the songs are so long. Like there's like a forty five second intro, one minute outro, just like horrible. And like the the production's trash. Yeah, I would I agree just, with that. That's just first of all, it's just not the kind of music that I like. But like, it's just well, I don't know. What's dude. crazy to me is he he didn't need to drop this album. Like it wasn't like he's pressed to drop an album. He had already just exactly. recently released yeah. one. There's no reason for him to like. I don't know if he like for what like do you behind the summer scenes stuff? he's trying to vibe for summer like number one hits and like money and like it's don't drop a studio album rush it like that don't bring build up any hype just for one summer like that's so dumb but what do i know right yeah you're just the biggest drake fan ever yeah <laughs> fuck me <laughs> you've only just been following his whole career <laughs> pretty much so yeah. fuck me i guess i don't yeah. even know what to say it's such bullshit yeah drake if you're listening haul it at your boy you fell off <laughs> If you're listening, you essentially just pulled a Jason Tatum. Dude, so, did you see the, the thing yeah. that I sent you? you send me? The most devastating tweet of all time. Barstool Sports is a picture of Jason Tatum, and it just says, Drake, Drake. tonight. God, <laughs> dude, that's so foul. It's crazy. That's so true. Well, on that note, thank you guys for joining us for our sixth episode. Yeah, Daniel, thanks for coming in. Of course. I think this is a banger podcast. I would say so, too. And, and shout out to Mae for being ready on the phone. Great responses, you know. Yeah, catching me off guard, just added to the authenticity. Yes, that's, that's what we're we keep about. It organic. That's yeah. what we're about, and it naturally comes full circle around here. So for for our outro song today, I'm playing something for you, Daniel. It's called "Ville Mentality" <laughs> by J Cole, just because I know that you're you're about it. So J Cole's overrated. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> I I love J Cole, but thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, stay tuned. Can I survive with this mentality? How long can I survive with this mentality?